All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Old Moon Podcast, episode nine. We are at right now, almost into the double digits, boys. Dude, um, that's crazy. I know. I know. Oh, it's man. literally insane. Mm-hmm. Think of all the content. Think of all the content. Um, all right. I am your host, Blue Squadron, and of course, I am uh, joined as always with my co-host here, Jaku. Why don't you go first this time? Oh, oh shoot. Uh, hi, my name is Jaycoon VT, your co-host to the Old Moon Podcast. You could not have been that surprised that I was going to do that. Like, at best... He's like, I always at, go second. Wait, you're throwing it off. Yeah, at best, I was knocking you up 15 seconds. Bro. I... If even that, I'm not good at the intros. Right on. And uh, Tiltus? Hi, I'm Tiltus TV. I am the shot caller for the Alliance Solace. Uh, T1, T2 Guild, and uh, Casual BDO Streamer. Casual BDO Streamer. I would say I I was better at it, but I can't stick to a schedule worth of shit right now, so. (laughs) (laughs) I get my Dota War streams in, and I'm like, all right, I did it, boys. I made it. I mean, I woke up this morning, and I was like, Tiltus? Like, because normally he's like, he's the one pinging me about the podcast. Um, and I, I heard like nothing all day. I was like, I think he might be dead. I was asleep. Um, no, I was dead asleep. He was... I, three hours of sleep for 48 hours was not doing it. And then I just slept all day today. And now my sleep schedule is completely screwed for the next two days. So no, just force yourself to sleep longer tonight. Easy. Peasy. See, I was, I think I was going to do the opposite. I'm just going to stay up all the way through tomorrow. And then after node word, just pass out. Why would you do that? I, the, I gotta reset you know, it. I'm kids screwed. These da- kids these days, I tell you. <laughs> um, all right, guys. So we have a lot of interesting topics to talk about this day because there's been a lot um, of stuff released this week. Uh, it's been one piece of content after another this week that they've either been teasing or releasing or whatever uh, or what have you. Uh, and the first thing that I want to discuss is this Wusa Awakening. Okay, because I think we're all very excited for it. I had just mm-hmm. tagged Wusa um and, oh, really? and absolutely yeah i was i've been absolutely um, loving i listened to adele i said fire in the rain for like an hour and a half last night while i was grinding i'm like zooming in on my character while, she, while she's using stormfall i'm like oh god it's so cool um while i'm, while I'm doing while i'm doing bugs it was just so so much fun gosh the class of succession has been so much fun uh but they teased the awakening trailer this week and then they said uh it comes out what on the 31st 31st yes yeah okay so it's been a while since they teased this stuff so i has the hype kind of died down or are you guys like you were like getting demoralized for a while i don't know about you guys but for me i was like i was getting demoralized i was like man the hype's really dead the hype's really dead and then they gave one like 10 little baby 10 second teaser trailer and i was back on the Mm -hmm. hype train uh, <laughs> I was in on it. Uh, Pearl Abyss has got the blue hooks in deep. They're just like, oh, let them let calm down just a little bit. And then they're just like, yeah, brutal. I got they you. Play with my over here. Jay knows what I like. It's brutal. Um, uh, uh, Jay, what are you most excited about? I know you have to be excited about Wusa uh, yeah. Awakening. What are the, some of the things that most excite you about the teaser trailer? Yeah, I mean, I, I made Awakening Wizards, so I'm definitely excited. Um, and for me, I always prioritize aesthetics over grind efficiency. And Amen, judging brother. from the small teaser we got, Wizards Awakening is definitely bringing the aesthetics 
and you know in in contrast to Wusik Succession where she had the concept of you know controlling the weather the wind the thunder Awakening seems to more focus on the concept of a moon uh, and water magic and you know through history and media the moon has always been you know sort of closely associated with the tides and the ocean so I'm super excited because Avatar The Last Airbender was my favorite oh my god bro I knew he was gonna say something <laughs> and water bending was my favorite type <laughs> of bro I knew he was gonna say something I could, I could water regardless of whether she's a good grinder or not i'm definitely gonna main awakening as soon as it comes out so yes sir yeah i agree mm. uh, it's gonna be super fun uh tiltus are you excited about it or is the hype died for you uh, dude uh, eye framers <laughs> i'm dying no more uh there's gonna be even more of them now uh i think the class does look the teaser trailer looked super sick actually i like uh that it's changed a little bit it looks like it's gonna be a, potentially a little bit more static focused on large aoe's kind of around it in mm -hmm. front of it which i think is a good change from its current pre-awakened slash succession play style um and that's just speculative off the the teaser trailer but uh yeah i i think uh i think it looks pretty cool actually if i wasn't stuck in my old boomer ways i would probably tag tag that or megu so um even though i hate them both because they're iframers <laughs> i i wouldn't consider to be honest with you i wouldn't really consider wusa too much of an iframer um bro, have you i need to show you some max clips later bro i am an awakening <laughs> witch like you have no idea yeah i like, you guys have iframes yeah you guys are you guys have <laughs> like I, that, that's where i'm at right now like uh, I wouldn't consider to her too much of an iframer. I would say that she's definitely, uh, she likes the SA trade uh, and, and frontal guard trade a little bit more uh, than a class like Dark Knight for sure. Definitely some longer animations there. But honestly, yeah. I, I was a little concerned with the Awakening trailer when I first saw it. But then I think what Jay's a tricky little devil. Um, the, the developers like to tease these skills that are like these massive AoEs, super slow casting. And you're like, God, that is the coolest least functional skill i have ever seen in my life yeah. like that is if the, if the skill is actually that slow boy is that going to be useless um mm. so like i don't think that the skills are actually that slow i do think that they tease the correct um aoe but i'm actually curious what you guys think i've heard a couple people say that they really want loose awakening to be this support style class um a lot like uh caster like awakening mm -hmm. caster um and as much as i would like that to be a thing um i don't know i just don't see it happening but like then i see the trailer and i see these big aoe's and i'm like there's no shot that that's like just doing damage right like that's got to buff mm -hmm. your allies too i feel like it's got some of the biggest aoe in the game that we have absolutely seen um jay do you think it's possible i mean you're the wusa main um do you think it's possible that mm -hmm. uh the awakening kit comes equipped like it's supposed to be some more of like a support caster yeah, I mean, I would really like to see more classes with party and support utility. That's one of the main reasons why I played Witch for five years and have a shy as a tag. I love being able to contribute to my party since, you know, I want this game to be more social. Uh, I think a lot of people like to say that BDO is kind of like a solo MMO at times, and I can definitely see why. So I, I do hope that they implement more party content in the future and with it, classes with party utility. Uh, as for what we might expect from Awakening Musa um, in terms of support, I mean, I would like to see maybe zone type spells. Um, so, for example, maybe placing down pools of water that might heal, maybe it might remove debuffs, maybe give you additional stats, or maybe super armor while you're standing inside the pool. 
Um, Whoa, you know, calm, calm down. Yeah, yeah, chill, 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 chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't. They're listening to the podcast, Jay. You can't man, throw that idea out there. Large scale, real quick. You can't, can't just <laughs> float the idea like that out there. It seems like okay. We're taking notes. We're taking notes. Like, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, as as okay. for other aspects, we we might expect from Awakening. So I remember the devs um, were saying that the two sisters will have uh, movement abilities similar to their succession counterparts. So in other words, Awakening might receive more fluid and acrobatic movement uh, that mm. Megu has, and Megu Awakening will see more, you know, the precise and quick movement of of Wusa. Mm. Um, yeah, it's possible. I honestly, I'm. I'm interested to see if it's actually a moon thematic. As an astronomy teacher myself, I would absolutely love the moon thematic. I swear if you make an astrology joke, Jay, I will I will <laughs> silence you. Um but yeah, no, I think that like it's it's like Diana. Diana was also a really cool champion in League of Legends for the same reason. League, yeah. Um oh my gosh, yes, dude. The moon the whole moon and the tides thematic is is really cool and i like that they kind of went that way with it um i will say on on that subject that there's a good chance that it will have some utility for your teammates uh because right now uh you have corsair which also has kind of that same thought process water whale type thing which also heals and buffs your allies as well so i could definitely see the aoe's having some other form of utility besides just uh just dps yeah i just don't feel like it's gonna be like a full-on support class a lot oh, like no, wish no, 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 no. it'll um, be like corsair i think where it's like you have one or two skills that buff heal whatever your allies and then the rest is dps right like i like i just feel like Ah, like if you look at Witch's kit, the way they designed it, you saw some heals. You've um, you've got PA in the pre-awakening kit. You've got speed spell and stuff like that. And then the only mm -hmm. thing that the awakening kit really gives you don't don't insult my intelligence. Um, the, <laughs> but you have all these you have all these actual usable and functional skills um, that they have not forgotten about uh, in the pre-awakening kit of Witch. Uh, and then there's really only one support skill. In the awakening kit and that's kind of like your your um your class buff uh gives your allies the defensive aspects of your class buff which is pretty cool but also mm -hmm. i think more people were expecting more of a support style awakening witch so like it's possible they go the other way with wusa where like most of the awakening kit is like this support um kind of style thing um and then the pre-awakening kit really only has chrysanth where you're adding like 30 percent move speed to your allies which admittedly definitely has a big impact but uh isn't crazy now um, one thing I do want to ask about is, um, man, the 31st, did you guys think we were going to, is this blazingly fast or is this just absolutely faster than we expected? Definitely. I, for, for, for the awakening, I mean, we haven't even gotten to the land of the uh, morning light question uh, yet. This is just for awakening Wusa. <laughs> I mean, keep in mind, Wusa, That's like Jay's like, man, gonna... <laughs> blazingly fast seven months, man, they no, actually no, could not have gotten it out that's... any faster. <laughs> Man, that bar is low. Gonna, Holy moly. The expansion. <laughs> stay, stay with it's me, Jay. than we expected. My bad. <laughs> yeah, no, I like, like, I think that the awakening definitely slower than we expected. Um, the uh, question is, do you guys think that, now that we know we're getting it on the 31st of this month, do you guys think that the uh, Megu awakening is going to be, like, right behind it? How close behind do you think the Megu awakening is going to be? Tiltus? Uh... I would like to see it at like what, like two weeks, 
two weeks to a month, I think, is what I would like to see just for the sake of the release schedule of Wusa and Megu, because Megu was like, what, two weeks, four weeks after Wusa was released, right? Somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. Um, so I would like to see them at least stick to that schedule. It gives enough hype for Wusa um, and then gives enough hype for Megu coming out right after it. It'll pull more players into the game for sure as well. Um, but I do think it took them way too long to get it out for whatever reason. I don't know why it took so long. I feel like this is the longest we've waited for an awakening yet. So my little surprise. It's by been that, it's be been kind of it's been kind of a long wait. Uh, Jay, yeah. how long do you think before we get the Mego awakening? Megu, well, they did say in the dev notes it will shortly be after Wusa um, Awakening, but what I think it, it might be during the um, Light of Morning Light release, because they did mention it was um, out in June. We don't know the exact date in June, but maybe mm. it will line up with uh, Light of Morning Light release. Yeah, I mean, if I'm the developers here, I'm thinking, all right, so we hit them with the Wusa Awakening, then we wait like half a month to a month, we hit them with the Land of the Morning Light, then we wait mm. another half a month to a month, and we hit them with the fucking Mego Awakening, right? Bam, bam, bam. Um, mm -hmm. And then we actually don't have to release any technically new fucking content until August. <laughs> um, because, because they did say been... they're releasing another class at the end of the year, so... Don't, don't. Yeah, they did. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, they also said we were going to have climbing... And that the blue <laughs> battlefield was gonna be here. Did, do I need to go out that the guild drill was gonna be relevant? Um, like that Balano siege would help uh, with lag and siege. I guess they said a lot of things. <laughs> I can say things too. Look at that. Like, we're gonna get the next expansion in two months. Look at that. I said it. Um, <laughs> um, so like I think that if they follow their release pattern for the for the Woosa and the Megu, I think they're. I think Wusa uh, Awakening comes out, and then we're immediately hit with the with the Megu about a month and a half to two months later, um, and that's why they've scheduled Land of the Morning. They, I love how they set Land of the Morning like they're like June release, and we're all like June first, and they're like June thirty second. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I they very, whenever they say like a month, I'm like it's the last day of it's that month. Day. There is no shot we're getting it before the last day of that month. Um, so I think that, yeah, we're going to get the, I think we're going to get Wusa Awakening and at the end of June, we'll get the Land of the Morning Light. And then at the end of July, we will get, um, um, Megu. But I mean, it could be a little bit sooner than that. They might push it up a little bit sooner because the Heidel Ball is going to be coming up here, uh, soon as well. So mm -hmm. there is that to worry about. Um, all right. So, uh, we've talked all about the Wusa Awakening here. Now let's pivot over. We haven't talked about Land of the Morning Light, uh, in probably, what has it been like two months? Uh. Just because they've yeah. been leaving us on red. Mm -hmm. Now, Jay, now I'm going to ask, <laughs> um, is this yeah, uh -huh. is this blazingly fast? <laughs> How fast did we get this? Did we get this faster than expected, or do we feel like this is like yeah. basically right on time or, or, or what here? And honestly, just for that, Jay, I'm going to tilt us first. Go ahead. Nice. Let's go. Oh. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I think I'm surprised that we got it as quickly as we did. I fully expected another Odalita expansion where it just takes a year to come out after getting announced um, or KR getting it. So I'm really happy that we're getting it now. I still want to see things move to a global release for expansions, but I'm really happy that we're getting uh, getting Morning Light so quickly because we were, what, the first time we talked about it, we were saying six months minimum. Easily. We're getting it in three, so yeah. pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, like I'm mm -hmm. I'm pretty excited about it. Jay. Yeah. 
I mean, um, I was expecting uh, maybe in between Morning Light and in between, um, sorry, in between Odalita and uh, Mountains of Eternal Winter, because mm. Mountains of Eternal Winter was four months, Odalita was eight months. So I'm just thinking, oh, right in the middle, maybe six months for Land and Morning Light. But we got it in half that time, which is three months, which is the fastest a new expansion has ever come out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. God, I'm the bar for this really, really is happy. so impossibly low <laughs> that we actually could not have been disappointed like if we had gotten it in november we'd have been like look how fast it came out um yeah, it came out right on and, time just and, like we all anticipated well we need to raise our standards for these people in the office over there they make billions of dollars off of the game like uh i think that um yeah, no, we definitely need to move towards this global release pattern man like no like yeah because the for kind expansions. of expansions yeah, I mean, like this. I mean, and for classes, bro. Don't, don't yeah. again. Don't lower your expectations, Tiltus. Don't just specify well, for okay, everything. So I, global I release, do all of it. Specify because I don't want a global patch in this game anymore. I want a Western patch and an Eastern patch. I want the East to have one type of balance that they like to play with, and I want the West to have the type of balance that we like to play with because the two are not similar. That's what I want. <laughs> oh, that being said, <laughs> that being said, I want global release for ev- all content. I want all the classes to come out at the same time because I'm still in the dark about Morning Light. I have refused to spoil a single thing about the expansion for myself yet so that I can play through it all and enjoy it as a brand new player. We talked about this. I like going into it blind. So I've completely avoided spoilers on it other than like the, you know, life scaling stuff and the, that's bosses. Um, so yeah global release for expansion of the classes get rid of the global patch no no, no. global well should be global release for all content yep um as far as balance goes buddy we can't even fucking get one balance patch so you want them to do <laughs> you want them to hire an entire another balance team that's yes, like three more people team. that's like yeah. three more people they gotta <laughs> hire bro <laughs> <laughs> it's a balance like set like how many classes do we have in this game 20 something yeah 26 I mean, I mean, that's at least two people like I, at least do it. Like I, <laughs> when they hit thirty, I, they'll hire another one. Nah, but I think we should move towards a global release for most of our like content, content mm-hmm. in the yeah. game, almost all of it, because it, it kind of takes the hype away, which is now what I'm going to mm-hmm. touch on a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. and now Tiltus, you said you haven't like literally, you've been la 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 with yeah, your with I've your fingers over your ears the whole time. Um, the whole time. Jay, are we a little less hype now for it now that it's it's coming like uh, behind the other um... region? Well, I mean, I think, you know, when it does come to new expansion releases, I do agree that because it is being released first in another region, uh, players will know what to expect before it comes to the rest of the region. So, you know, that's probably the main reason why the hype is going down. But at mm-hmm. the same time, um, I kind of I, I think it depends on um, what on whether, the you know, what the player sees, what they want for the game. You know, I am personally on the other side where, you know, I know this expansion is all about, you know, end, end game PVE content. So I'm like super hyped for the content that's come that's mm-hmm. to come. Right. So um, one thing I do want to add, um, I know from a lot of my friends voiced their opinion on the expansion, not releasing with any like grind spots or party content. So that's like a big concern for them. And I definitely agree that sucks, but uh, I do think Perlibus is trying something new here with this expansion, right? We haven't seen anything like this before. And I do think trying something new is always a good thing. Whether it succeeds or not is a different question. So I, I do hope that it does succeed. All right. Um, 
Now, Tiltus, I know you've been sheltering your little your little ears uh, about the expansions, <laughs> but you had to have heard rumblings here and there with like the videos yeah. and stuff. Uh, what are you most no excited about? What are you most excited about in the new expansion? Um, right now, the thing that most excites me is number one, I like the concept of the PVE bosses. Um, I'm excited about that because it's something we don't currently have, except for like Dark Rifts, which are a joke. Um, so I'm excited about that. And then I'm also excited about the crystals that are coming out. So I, I'm hoping that they're going to change things a little bit uh, for the way the game is currently played, kind of the meta and all that kind of stuff, min-maxing and all that. Um, and I think one of the most important things about uh, like getting a global release for expansion is all the theory crafting that comes out with it when mm -hmm. it comes out. Because right now, like if you're, if you're Jay and you know everything about the Land of the Morning Light, then there's no theory crafting that you can do, right? You already kind of know what's going to be best, what the best places to grind, what the best bosses to do, what you know, what the best crystal setups are, that kind of stuff. And the best part about uh, new expansions is the the mystery of everything, finding out what works, and we don't get that. So um, that's why I've been la la lying myself because I'm like, I want to have a faux theory crafting <laughs> experience. You know, I want to I want to pretend that uh you know i can i can figure out my own min max and not have to just go off what kr's already discovered right so. on. jay what's your most exciting thing about the expansion okay i might be on the you know minority here but the lore <laughs> i'm excited about that doesn't the surprise me at all and the where did blue go hello <laughs> blue blue's hanging out with basil blue, they had to go do something they're wandering off <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> I mean, um, although the expansion is surgery today, give me a break, bro. <laughs> to sort of focus on, um, I, I think it, the cutscenes aren't uh, skippable, right? Uh, from what we've seen, so um, at the same time, maybe that's going to get players more hyped about the lore. But I am excited to to find out. I haven't really um, explored any of the lore yet because you can't read Korean, and so um, I'm excited to see like like the voice acting i really love when yeah. when, when mmos that's do like, voice acting because it, it, it makes the story a lot more immersive mm -hmm. than if it wasn't so yeah have y'all played through the balanos voice acted story recently yeah i had to play through it on my guardian oh, because yeah. they for they forced me through it it's like they right. literally chained oh. me to the chair and made me listen it was miserable <laughs> but Jay, like, what about you i, I have not but uh, i should probably so uh, the first yeah. half was like kind of boring and not that entertaining and it, then once you got to the part with um um the goblin why can't i think of his name the goblin boss um Gaith? uh yeah Gaith. uh that whole section was i thought really interesting uh and the cutscenes yeah. i thought were really cool for for that whole section so i'm excited i'm actually more excited now after playing that for the voice acting and the lore aspect of the new expansion than i was before so mm -hmm. i'm kind of on board with you on that one uh, yeah, I loved the Mountain of Eternal Winter was like the first time I was yes. like, all right, I'm going to give I'm going to give this whole questing crap um, a go <laughs> here. And I actually really, really enjoyed it because of my homie um, uh, like I oh, oh God, I'm, I'm blanking on the, the the actor's name. Who's the who's the homie from Mountain of Eternal Winter? Lando? Yes, Lando. My yeah, man. Lando, yeah. Lando. Lando was an amazing um, character. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. It was just a really cool. It was the first time they had voice acted stuff, but I still feel like that our developers never really grasped that like third or fourth grade education, um, where they told you <laughs> that that. that 
where they told you that like hey that first sentence like that whole opener you have to like grab their attention you know like the attention grabber oh yeah you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. they don't grip your attention with the storyline okay yeah. like they still don't get it like I, I don't know the developers were like what if we start off like way down here and then we ramp it up very mm -hmm. slowly over the course of 185 fucking quests like no dude like we want to jump straight in we want some action we want to feel attached to characters we want to mm -hmm. just like get in on it and it's just they just haven't gotten that yet and i'm yep. really hoping that with the land of the morning light we've got finally some interesting quest content that really grabs your imagination and makes you pick a side um yeah. and, I, and please don't make that side good fundamentally good versus fundamentally evil let us like make the choice for ourselves who is the like protagonist and who is the antagonist of the story for example um don't make calfion the villain necessarily that, that make calfion has done some bad stuff but also make valencia they've done some bad stuff too but whose side are you on here like both of them did it for different <laughs> reasons you know what i mean don't just make <clears throat> one the objectively evil part of the reason that our current calfion quest line sucks so much or the serendia uh quest line even though it's voice acted you still just don't care because there's one guy and he's objective i still don't even remember that guy's name i've Jordan. literally run that quest yeah jordine 55 Jordan. times still don't know the dude's name uh it, that's how little i care um about that dude because he's like very obviously the antagonist yeah. he's the enemy like yeah like and then who's that the the woman at the end with the zarka um like she uh, comes into elezra? zarka and she like yeah, yeah elezra comes in you're like oh mm. my god her again no way <laughs> i'm like I, <laughs> no way every 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 time i do the succession quest like wait no again <laughs> like dude like we couldn't have mixed it up at all like there's a please don't make them objectively evil and objectively good let us choose for ourselves um how we feel the morality should pan out you know make it mm. moral gray areas make it grip us mm. with like the storyline whether it be the like the horde and the, and the alliance and world of warcraft mm. did a great job with that um mm. or noxus is a perfect example yeah, in noxus um, is a great example yeah noxus is a perfect example in league of legends like let us choose uh, yeah yeah let us because choose the is the uh, Demacia is the objectively good and Nox is the objectively bad, Ooh. but Demacia is full of racists that hate mages, and then yeah. Noxus is just like, we're like, just a power complex. Like, we just conquer everything around us, and then exactly. we make their lands better, actually, after we conquer them, so it's kind of weird. Yeah, Demacia seems like this this land of, like, goodness and inherent goodness, and then you look around, and you're like, man, everyone's kind of, like, super white and, like, doesn't cast any <laughs> magic at all. Like, Wait a and, then, and, then, and then they're like, yeah, we have slaves, and you're like, what let's back up for a minute it's all the magic users and stuff and you're like oh my god this place is awful so like you have to make the choice like is yep. demacia the good and then you look over at noxus and it looks all evil and decrepit but really their motto is just like strength above all you know you work mm -hmm. really hard you can you can succeed in this no, no matter who you are you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And like that can be an absolutely brutal way of life and a brutal way of looking at things, but both societies have their moral complexities. Um yep. and, and I like Jimmy. that. I think that's so fucking yeah. cool, man. Can we just get that in BDO? <laughs>
Like, we just, that's what we want. Uh, I think Land of the Morning Light, I don't, I think I'm reaching here. They're running on Windows Vista over there in the office. Um, there's no chance that we're going to get. somebody to take a screen grab of them on Vista in the Pearl Abyss. There's... Just, just for the podcast. Just so I can flash it on what screen whenever Blue that? says that. <laughs> XP. 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 Oh, God, brother. Service Pack 3. <laughs> yeah, but at least it's, I mean, we're moving in the right direction. We've got things voice yeah. acted now. They're starting to realize that that's. That's what we want, right? Um, and so, yeah, that's that, that's an excellent direction to be moving in. And I love mm -hmm. how you guys all talked about all oh, that crap. Like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be with the grind bosses or the lore and stuff. There isn't a single person that I have talked to yet, and I've talked to like fifty people. There is not a single person that is excited about the thing that I'm excited about. The boat content, bro. We get a new <laughs> boat. Don't laugh at me. Oh, no. Don't, don't you laugh at me. We are getting a new boat, and I am gonna build it. And I'm gonna like it. The boat does um, look sick as fuck. Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, it's no, it doesn't. It's a, it's a fucking box floating on the water. But like, it looks cool to me. I, I like the way it looks aesthetically. It's, it's, it's awful. I like looking. it. Um, it's it's miserable. But like, it's it's something. You know what I mean? Like, as somebody that's been deprived of boat content for a minute, um, I am very <laughs> excited about it. Um, I'm also most excited about the fact that I built Blue Gear for the correct Carrick. Because um, <laughs> they came out with this boat and the developers literally said, yeah, this boat's going to be like super PvP oriented. It's going to be geared towards PvE. And I was like... <laughs> All the people that built Blue Gear for the Valors and the Volantes in your face. <laughs> um, idiots. I can't believe you've done this. Um, so I'm curious to see how they've actually balanced it, to be honest with you, uh, without making the uh, the Valor and the Volante like super, I don't know, unusable characters. Um, is... Balance boat content? Question mark? Oh, don't say balance and boat content don't go together. Mistake and boat <laughs> content. You can... <laughs> I, I, I wonder if you can equip the null on the uh, on the new ship. You know, that sounds like something that they would have had to actually have thought through and play tested first. So, like, <laughs> probably not. Um, I, <laughs> but that's okay because there's only like 15 people with an Evanerus null in North America. Oh, yeah, so, true. like, <laughs> I, I, there's probably closer to 30 now. But like, it's even still. Um, like I, I heard about it, and I think that I think the boat actually requires like two hundred and fifty thousand crow coins. So I'm like, oh, I'll get there in Ooh. a year and a half from now. Um, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> I wish you the best. Yeah, like, uh, uh, dude, I don't. Motors. I know. Uh, but I am still really excited about it. I might be the only person on the whole server that's excited about it, but I am excited. <laughs> um, no, it's you and the thirty people that got that fucking boat thing or whatever no the most called. of the most of the people that build boats i talk to them they're like i'm not building that crap like i have a <laughs> i have i have full plus 10 blue gear on a volante that thing invalidates my entire like um my entire enterprise on the ocean i'm like idiot god imagine building the wrong boat couldn't be me uh i built a valor first like an idiot and then I had to go back and build in advance but um like i said i think there's a lot of stuff uh to be excited <laughs> There's a lot of stuff to be excited for uh, in the land of the morning light. Uh, now we're going to move on to one of Tiltus's um, subjects here that we yes. didn't quite get to last week. Uh, so Tiltus, you wanted to talk about the idea of side progression. Uh, yeah. The idea of progressing your alts, making more than one dream horse, making more than one Karak. Um, How does side progression currently feel to you in BDO? Tiltus, I'll obviously let you take it first since it was your 
Um, yeah, so sideways progression, uh, I think, is a really good way to extend the longevity of a game and extend the amount of time that you're really logging into the game and actively playing. Um, BDO has this weird like love-hate relationship with sideways progression because obviously you have things like the tagging system which make it really easy for you to level alts and keep your alts geared at all times um, learn additional classes and that kind of thing which is a great way to extend players time in the game um the dream horses we talked about this last week too uh dream horse is another good way i think most players will have a t8 courser bare minimum um and i think they you know uh, some players are like well i'm not going for a dream horse that's just money that i don't have because i'm doing gear or whatever um but i think um i would like to see that system fleshed out a little bit more to make it more enticing for players to go for it um rather than just you know unicorn doom and peggy i don't know something um the boat content's dead that's that dead dead content to me that's not sideways progression <laughs> sorry blue i know um and then uh i think life skilling is another thing that is sideways progression and we've we did a whole podcast about life skills but i think that also needs to be buffed just a little bit changed somehow to make it more enticing for players to life skill because like 90 percent of my guild does not touch life skills and i can't convince them to do it even with the tap time i'm like please go get 20 second tap time for forts I'm like yeah maybe my defense team is my life skillers the offense team is like me press button do damage so number um, bigger good yeah number bigger good right mm -hmm. um so it's I would like to see more sideways progression stuff that exists in the game. I think a really cool aspect, you, Blue, you're already kind of doing it, is take something from RuneScape and make like a almost like an Iron Man uh, character where it's like, all right, this character is locked into limited trading, limited, you know, um, I can't think of the word that I want to use, but it's limited in what benefits it can get from other players as it goes through the game. Um, I think would be an interesting idea for sideways progression to help people just invest more into doing things that aren't just rotating in circles endlessly for, you know, their 80 bill accessory or whatever. Um, yeah. And does it, does the side progression feel good though for you? Like do you, when you're, I don't... when you're doing like these life skills on these other characters, does it feel meaningful to you? Does it feel no. good? Okay. Why not? No. Um, because most of the time I already have a character with better life skills on it that I could be using. So there's not outside of the tap time, there's not any incentive for me to make like a new character that can do this one life skill better than all the other ones. Um, I don't know. It's sideways progression is kind of weird in BDO. That's what I was trying to talk about. It's like, it has potential like with the tagging system and with life skills and all the different classes and stuff like that. But it's, it doesn't feel particularly rewarding to play it other than I'm tired of my current class. I want to make a new one and try this other new class out. If that makes sense. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I, uh, yeah, like I, I generally agree. Uh, Jay, do you feel like, like side progression feels good? Do you feel like rewarded for, for progressing other characters other than the main one that you're playing? Mm, you know, I don't think it really compares to your first time loving a new class. Mm. Um, Jay's like, it's like doing heroin. <laughs> you can't get that. You can't get back <laughs> yeah. to that first time. I've described BDO like that before. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but as for like how rewarding uh leveling a new class is you know i you know i think seasons does a pretty good job of sort of encouraging veteran players to try out a new class while giving out decent rewards mm. but beyond that you know it's you know it's it's fine it's fine for um yeah the season rewards are fine <laughs> yeah i think the season rewards are geared way more towards newer players than newer players mm -hmm. current players which is fine that's what it should be um yeah. can i but speak I don't my think truth I don't think it's very rewarding for old players. That's why they have the the quest skip that's now in there because they know veteran players don't want to do the quests. They want to skip and get power leveled and go tap all their Tuvala gear up and get their rewards and be done with it in a week. So, can I speak my truth on that? Um, you can't laugh at me though. You cannot laugh at me. So right, today, I yeah, <laughs> today I was walking on my ranger and I happened to stumble. Uh, into Fugar, um, and I happened to click on the season rewards button, like, you know, the end of season rewards, because I haven't actually looked at this in, like, mm -hmm. a super long time, even mm -hmm. though I graduate every season. Um, I don't actually do seasonal. What I didn't realize is that Fugar gives you a certificate, whether you graduate seasonal mm -hmm. and, like, do it or not, and mm -hmm. today I picked up, like, five 100 stacks because i oh. just had all of the <laughs> all, all the certificates just hanging out. sitting in my inventory and was like, oh, I can... Oh my god, I can just get oh my god. And I just kept going. I was like, oh my god, there's another one. I'm <laughs> so I got a bunch of hundred stacks today. And you're like, oh man, bro, I just forgot to pick a move. Um But as far as making uh the side progression meaningful, I actually really enjoy side progression. Like, and I've come to enjoy it more recently as I've realized that like I like to play more classes than just like just the mm -hmm. one. Like I'm basically mm -hmm. cycling through all of the classes as I try to get better at shoutcasting uh, and understanding all of the classes and like what mm -hmm. goes into them and like uh, like memorizing all their skills and stuff. So as I cycle through the classes, I'm kind of just working on 20 second tap time on all the classes. Finished mm -hmm. up a second's Krogdalo set. I got my third uh, Dream Horse together. So like like I have. All kinds. I have two characters. I'm one of the very few people on the like like yeah. There's a number of people that have multiple characters uh, on the server, but like I would say the number comparatively to the larger player base is very very low. Um, mm -hmm. And moving on to this next topic that um, Tiltus had talked about. Tiltus, you asked um, Tiltus, you had asked about when is the when is the time for a character to build their first character? And I gotta say, never. Yeah, um, I was just about to say that. <laughs> never is the perfect time um, to build your first character. Unless you're, like, super into boat content, there's mm -hmm. just never mm -hmm. a reason to build a character. Jay, do you regret building your character? Um, no. I, I actually, um, I, I liked exploring. I, I love I love BDO as a game, and so I just love exploring, like, the many different aspects. But at the same time, you know, I personally think, you know, even as me, I I do have a Valor character. Don't make fun of me. I do have plus ten blue gear. Well, Valor's Valor fine. There's only one. <laughs> yeah, there's only one incorrect answer for the character. So yeah. like, I can't make fun <laughs> of you for that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I even um you know bartered enough to unlock all the barter routes, which you need at least uh, about twenty k barters as well. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, but bunch. you know, okay. Even so you've done is, a good amount about content. I, I have, I have, and even even with all that, um, despite that, you know, you know, the ocean content is is so lackluster that I think you should only really go for Carex if you want to do the ocean content. I think that's yep. the only that's like that's the really. best reason. Well, um, even then, you take a, a take a new player, 
should we really be ever encouraging a new player to really go for any amount of boat content? So like, I think the biggest fundamental problem with boat content um, is that it's so hard to get into. It's I mean, they made it mm -hmm. basically impossible. I mean, like they could literally Blind monkey, uh, like, could literally go to centaurs. Um, a blind monkey could go to centaurs with a keyboard and make like 600 mil an hour. Um, and and we have, like, I, honestly, we have so many other aspects of the game, whether it be hunting or gathering, that you can just step into with absolutely no mastery, with absolutely no mastery at all, and make hundreds of millions of silver an hour. But boat content, you're like, okay, so you're gonna start off, and this is the this is the fun part. You're gonna make negative like 3.2 bill right out the gate. And then for the first two weeks, you're going to lose, continue to lose money to a point. And then at a certain point, you will technically be positive in your third week, but you'll only have made back <laughs> about 20 million net silver mm -hmm. at that point. Like it's awful. It takes weeks to get into. It's really complicated. There's no real reason for a new player to get into boat content unless you're like really mm -hmm. dedicated to, I want to mm -hmm. sail the high seas like if you're one of those sea of thieves people that are coming over to bdo and you're like i can't wait boy are you gonna be disappointed but also it's gonna take you forever to get to a point where you actually want to be on the ocean mm -hmm. i think they need to make it like way way easier to get into of all the problems with the current boat content it's just too difficult and i'm not talking about like okay you need to decrease the time it takes to build the character no 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 like i i understand that the character needs to be time gated it needs to be like, feel like you worked for it i mean like up front players should be able to make 200 I, this is going to sound crazy 200 whole million silver an hour bartering with like an afurious sailboat okay and then by the time that they hit their carrick they should be able to make 400 million silver an hour and they mm -hmm. should be able to do that for as long as they want. Yeah. As long as they want. Because there's really actually just no reason that they shouldn't be able to do that anymore in the game. There's really no reason to kind of gate that. Um, but yeah, you had asked about it. And I, I have strong feelings about like the boat content in the game. It's just too hard to get into. Oh, no, yeah. one, no one wants to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I, I totally agree. It's the, the other weird thing is like in order to begin that process, you have to invest into a boat in some form or fashion. You've got to go get a boat to begin with. And then the beginning boat, you can't even operate the cannons on. Yeah. Like you can't operate the cannons on a frigate or a sailboat. You have to have somebody else come out there with you and shoot your cannons. So <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you can upgrade it, but like to, in order to upgrade it, you have to actually go sh out and shoot sea monsters. Right, you yourself. have to go kill things. Right, exactly. It's so it's this weird, it's this weird situation <laughs> of like it exists, but there's a high barrier to entry for very little rewards. If a player came to me fresh out of seasonal today and said hey is it worth getting a boat and doing any of the boat content i would look them dead in the face and be like absolutely not like go to centaurs like there's so many other things like the everything is better than boat content if we're being honest you want to go for a dream horse go for a dream horse you want to invest in manos gear for life skilling do that you want to you know make a whole bunch of alts and you know learn all the classes of the game do that it'll make you better pvp here um the boat is like all right, dude, I'm out of content. I need something to do. I guess I'll go make a boat. Like, like, yeah. And even then it's just like, mm -hmm. I kind of just want to grief myself for a few months. <laughs> like I, it's just miserable, man. Like, I yeah. don't know. Like I, 
they need to make it easier more approachable for players i understand that they want to make sure that it is difficult um like it should not be easy but it also shouldn't grief you like mm -hmm. super hard uh is yeah. my concern so like yeah i just think that uh that could be done better okay so um and you talked about when should a player go for like their their second character and things again never um you <laughs> really just statement. <laughs> yeah exactly see previous statement again like you build the correct boat the first time just build the advance and be done with it um there's really no reason to have another boat because the pvp boat content is also dead like naval fame <laughs> have you guys ever accidentally gone negative on your naval fame no no you wouldn't dare it's <laughs> you would not you would not dare go negative on your naval fame. It's one of the worst mm -hmm. systems in the entire game. Uh and actually I have seen a few Reddit posts and forum posts about this this week, which is why I kind of want to talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Um mm -hmm. is like I actually so are you guys aware of how the naval fame system currently works? Uh yeah, it's like going red, right? Except for boat. Yeah, it's you like running red access to wharfs right. and everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. So mm -hmm. naval fame is just like karma um, in the open world, except that in naval fame, if you, for example, if I were driving my Carrick around and I were shooting, if I happen to accidentally be flagged for one reason or another, um, and I'm killing a sea monster, and a little Tuvala Timmy sailing out there like Tom Hanks on a on a raft coming out of Velia Harbor, right? Um, and I accident and I accidentally clip that raft, it's minus like 250,000 naval fame. Jesus. It's our minus like 300,000 naval fame. And you only start with like 50K. So you can imagine the frustration for a new player <laughs> who, <laughs> who is like, goes out and you know, like one of the first things you do, you know, when you're in a furious sailboat, you're like, oh, I have a super cool cannon. <laughs> I'm going to flag up and I'm going to, I'm going to shoot that boat over there. You know what I mean? They flag up, they, they put one cannonball into a boat and now they can't use any wharf managers anywhere. Because when you, when you go negative on your naval fame, multiple things happen. Number one, you cannot use a wharf manager unless you're at pirate Island. That's one of the biggest things. Number two, um, if you sink, whether it be to humans or PVE damage, um, your boat gear downgrades, um, which is oh, like no, hundreds of, no. yeah, hundreds, like, like we're talking billions <laughs> and billions of silver, like, and, and, and hours of time. Um, your boat gear physically downgrades, your sailors get sick, which is more hundreds of billions of silver uh, that you kind of have to pound into it. Yeah, I mean, we're talking, the punishments for this stuff are steep and honestly part of the reason they're so steep is that that goddamn lolly pirate just keeps making it worse um on the rest of the, I, that dude is a menace yeah lolly pirate came the 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 cms and gms um had this event and they thought it was going to be super cool where they could everybody could it was like for corsair when corsair came out and they were like hey look at our new gm boat which is actually now uh the guild boat that you get for like conquering a region it's like the mm -hmm. the big like grandiose guild boat yeah the galleon or whatever the heck it's called um it's super mm -hmm. cool um but yeah they're like two decks and stuff and, and the event was you come out you tra transform into a little a little otter and you, you sail around on the on the cms and gms big boat now what they failed to realize is they're sailing around in open waters um and they thought to themselves there's no way our boat has like two times as many cannons 
Um, and like, it's like three times the durability of all the other boats on the water. Surely no one will come and sink us. And Lolly Pirate music came started. and sank <laughs> those guys like four times, man. Like literally four times. Like they were like, I don't understand why you suck it. What they do, what you don't, what most people on the ocean don't understand is if you have an Ebonru Snull, I, you could sail a fleet of Carricks into one Carrick that has an Ebonru Snull and they would all sink without landing a single shot on that boat. Um, that's how powerful the Ebon Roost Null is. And Lolly Pirate knows this. Um, <laughs> and so he sank the Sea of GM's boat. They got really upset. And I know that they got really upset because in the next patch, um, they made naval fame horrendously bad. Like it was literally the next <laughs> patch. And we were like, we are getting this done. This needs to be punished. Now you, lo you lose all this stuff. You lose all these privileges. You can't, you don't get to have fun with the game anymore. If we don't get to have fun, you don't get to have fun. Um, but yeah, the naval fame is, is really, really punishing, especially for people that like, you know, maybe accent they don't know any better. Mm. If you flag up and just jump, you don't even have to have a boat out. If you flag up and just jump on somebody's boat uh, and accidentally auto attack the boat, like the deck of the boat, boom, negative 250,000 naval karma. And in order to get it back, in order to get this karma back, there is a quest that, okay, so there's two ways to do this. There's a quest that you can do. Uh, it's repeatable. Um, and you can basically carry this crate back and forth for 1,000 naval fame at a time. It takes like, four or five minutes to do the quest and you can do it as many times as you want but like you do the math on how long it's going to take you to get 250,000 <laughs> naval fame back um doing that quest for a new player most people are just going to go screw this i'm done i'm out i don't want to do it anymore um and then there's also you can go out and kill sea monsters but trying to kill sea monsters is rough because if anybody it's just like a red player if you see a red mm -hmm. player out in the world the vast majority of the player base is like red player like they're, they're, they just their, their vision goes black and then like they don't remember what happened next. <laughs> All they see is they're just standing over his corpse. Um, so like and it's the same thing on the ocean. You see a red boat and you're either your initial reaction is to swap servers or hard engage. Uh, and because boat content is so buggy on the ocean, like you just get get sunk by somebody. Uh, God forbid you sink mm. to one of the sea monsters because you can't go mm. to a wharf. You know what I mean? Like, it's just too... Naval, mm. naval fame is just way too punishing of a system. And again, it's making a system that's already difficult, like the boat system that's already mm. too difficult to get into, even more punishing for a new player. It just yep. nobody wants to do it. That, then you get to the end game with a full blue-geared advance and everything, and you're still making a whopping 150 million <laughs> silver an hour for, for a maximum of four hours. Don't... Whoa! Don't want to <laughs> don't want to push that content too far. It would Whoa. be a shame if they actually made money. Um, all right, all right. I'm done with my rant. I'm done with my rant. I had to get the I had to get the naval fame out. Um, okay. So one of the topics that um Deltus wanted to talk uh touch on is the different uh potential gear options. So. Mm -hmm. But I had on to this idea of side progression. Would you guys ever want to see more sets of gear for like PVE and PVX stuff? Um, uh, I'll let uh, Jay Coon field this one first. Uh, Jay, do, would you like to see like more yeah. like specialized gear sets like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're already seeing this with like accuracy accessories, like dawn earrings, lunar mm -hmm. necklaces, and in Land of Morning Light, they're even adding this interesting accessory called the Tebek belts. Uh, which at pen gives you 17 AP, but gives players basically another e-buff. Lasts one minute on a 10 minute cooldown. And for listeners who don't know what the buff is, it's uh, 50 DP, 30 AP, and 5% accuracy. And the accuracy apart um, applies to party members as well. 
So, um, oh, and a side note, if you if you didn't know, they actually never released the Tebek necklace that we talked about, uh, uh, you know, a while back, uh, which was the Uno reverse anti-grab mechanic. Oh, so I'm not sure if they will ever nope. release it in the future, but um, from this, you know, at least we know they are capable of creating interesting new accessories, mm-hmm. not necessarily just power creep stats of previous accessories. Yeah. So, you know, I, I do like this aspect of gear diversity in mm-hmm. this way. Yeah. Um, so Tiltus, what do you think? Um, yeah. Gear diversity, like what are, do you want that? Do you want to be able to make like specialize a PVX set, a PVE set and things like mm-hmm. that? Or do you like the way that it is right now? So I'm a huge advocate for uh, gear diversity. Um, I think a lot of the inspiration for this question actually came from, you guys may have never played this, but back in the day, there was a MMO called uh, Dungeons and Dragons Neverwinter. And Neverwinter had three specialized sets for pretty much all content in the game. You had a PvP set, which you could go into with PvE gear, and then you would just grind PvP, and you would eventually get your PvP gear, and that would replace the PvE gear. They had the PvE gear, which was just what you get for questing. You buy it from vendors and all that kind of stuff. And then you had, like, in-game raid gear, which you would get from, like, grinding through the dungeons and, you know, moving on to the raids and doing all that kind of stuff. Um, And WoW has a very similar... uh, concept with a lot of their rating mechanics and stuff too so i'm a huge advocate for gear diversity in the game and one of the things um that pops into my mind when i talk about this is like we already have specialized gear right it already kind of exists in some form or fashion like jay was saying um but i would like to see things that are just like really geared towards very specific content like we have bosses out now i would love to see a set that is like Silly monster damage, silly monster DR and evasion, like like specialized for killing bosses, and then have all your other sets. I think that would be an interesting addition because you could make it so that, yeah, you have your DP and yeah, you're hitting your DP brackets and all that kind of stuff. You're hitting AP brackets, but then you're getting instead of like all like kind of like the red battlefield crystals, instead of human damage, you're getting this exact set with probably a set bonus for just pve um i think that would be interesting to dive more into that system um and i think that uh, i'm gonna say it again balance dr innovation to be on equal footing um so that people can alternate between the gear and then balance ap and accuracy to be equal to that you have the rock paper scissors system rock paper scissors system already in the game just make it make it work um, and I think that will be exactly what I'm kind of talking about with specialized sets where they already exist, but they're like hit or miss for some things, I think. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, mm, I don't know. I'm kind of on the other side of the fence here. I think that if you mm-hmm. make specialized set for PvP or for PvE, PvX, stuff like that, I think mm-hmm. that you take away from the build diversity of the game overall. I think that yeah. then everyone builds the exact same set for PVE and everyone mm. builds the exact same set for PVP, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I think that honestly, it just takes away, um, like I said, from the game overall. And I'm not sure uh, that we necessarily want to do that. And there's probably a correct way to do this. Uh, like Jay said, they were talking about doing stuff like this where like they have like the, the Uno reverse card necklace mm-hmm. of um, unbalanced uh where you could Trickery. literally just yeah. <laughs> yeah you could literally just click the click a button and then just like instead of you getting cc'd they got cc'd instead and i don't know why they thought like in the office it's like they were just throwing this idea around 
um yeah. and they thought it would be good and then it came to us and we were like are you stupid um you can't you can't do, you can't do that like what if that would completely destroy bvp in the game um <laughs> uh and then we never heard about it again thank goodness um mm. but like jay said i think it it definitely shows us that they're looking at stuff like this um yeah. and that like it's potential we could get something like this in the future but i think they have to be really delicate about it like i said like otherwise if you make it very cleanly the best in slot item for mm-hmm. basically everything in the game like or for like pve you know like and then everyone's got to build that in addition to mm-hmm. everything else it just makes it harder for a new player to pick up the game and play it it's already a massive learning curve uh for new players i just think yeah. that uh, it I mean, might we get even harder. We kind of already have it in some some form, though. Like, I mean, we've we've all seen the Kudum and Nuver bracket, AP brackets, and when you're supposed to use Nuver for PVE and when you're supposed to use Kudum for PVE. And now with the special attack uh, damage being added to Nuver and Kudum, it's like, all right, well, Kudum is your PVE offhand, and Nuver is your PVP offhand. So, oh yeah, some of some of that stuff does already exist. Um, well. Speaking, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, we're getting the offhand changes tonight, boys. Really? Oh, fine. well. I mean, that's what it. I mean, don't you guys read GM? Um, gosh, which? Oh God, which GM is it? Chef, 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 Scarlet, I think. Yeah, it's GM Scarlet. There's CM Scarlet. Damn it. Um, CM Scarlet announced uh, we're getting improvements to the Pit of Undying uh, effects added to some sub weapons, and I would assume. That that is the the change that we got from That's KR, where like yeah. the, uh, like honestly the imp the implications that has on damage in the game overall is kind of profound. I think that they just mm. slapped ten percent special attack damage onto Nuber yeah, and Kudum. It was heavy handed. Yeah, mm. and I'm just like, bro, and PVP archers are already kind of slapping people, bro. You got mm-hmm. just gave them ten percent more damage. Like mm. that's kind of a lot of damage. Um. To be handing the range classes in the game, I think it makes melees a lot less good. And then in cap PvP, I think range is up tremendous. I think the flanking assassins are up tremendous. And I think frontline classes are sweating um, with that change. Uh, but we will see. Do you guys know what the changes to the Pit of Undying are? Are they making it good? Um, so they're improving the rewards. Thank God, Jay's here. Still, they're still not that good. They're still not that good. That's no so way, are, bro. <laughs> Imagine. They are, <laughs> they are reducing uh, the HP and damage of the Pit of a Dime bosses, which I I feel like, why? Because we, like, okay, when I did it, I, I did it back in 2020, and they felt like a good difficulty. Mm-hmm. But with the amount of gear that we have now, they should be, like, super weak. So why did they make them even weaker yeah. now? after the anyways now they're just like super easy to kill now you still have to do some of the mechanic because some of the mechanics um wait maybe you don't because we're super geared now i don't know because a lot of the mechanics involved uh you if you fail the mechanic they gain like a a massive ap dp buff and you just couldn't damage them but we have so much gear now maybe you could just bypass it i don't know um i might have to like hop in there and just you know just to see but yeah, just a little bit of improvement to, to the rewards and reduced AP and DP for the moth. Oh, yeah, the insignia. You know, the insignia we can put in the book slot. Um, uh-huh. It gives uh, combat XP now. So the pen one gives 30% combat XP for wearing it. Man. It's nice for, like, I don't know, for, like, AFK training or something. Of course Jay knows that, bro. <laughs> Jay's yeah, like, I mean, if somebody I, I was does literally AFK looking training. at my insignia in my inventory when he brought it up. So, because I was like, I have this thing from where I went and did it one time, and I can't remember what the heck it does. So, yeah, for our, um, our, for our listeners that don't know, the Pit of the Undying is some lesser used content in the game. It was introduced about two years ago, 
um i want to say uh and basically what happens is you teleport to this this island way out in the ocean uh and you fight these these bosses that have these set mechanics that you have to try to work around uh in this in this like basically gladiator arena which honestly mm -hmm. as a concept mm -hmm. is really cool um but in practice it's just not great because like the the rewards just aren't there um and so mm -hmm. jay if what you're saying is true and they're just buffing the rewards i do you guys feel like it? Do you, do you guys feel like that that pit of undying really just need did, does it need like an overhaul or do they just need to buff the rewards? Is it good content? Take the rewards away from it. Is it really? Is it good content? Um, is it fun? Jay, I do think the pit of undying was sort of like their foundation that they created for land of morning light because land of morning light is like PVE and game bosses. Mm -hmm. Pit of undying was the very first, I um you know piece of content we got that. that sort of mirrored that where these you know you fight these bosses they have mechanics you do the mechanics you get the rewards and that's and then it's like highly expanded upon land of morning light so i do think it was necessary for them to create pit of undying mm -hmm. so that we could get land of morning light uh but whether they should revitalize pit of undying is a different question uh, if anything, I would rather them revitalize Altar of Blood. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys remember that one. Yeah, that yeah. I actually I used to do Altar it. Of Blood. Yeah, I like I actually it. used to do it when they had events mm -hmm. for it because yeah, if you did mm -hmm. it without the events, it was garbage. Um, but <laughs> True. But when the events were out, when the events were out, it was good. Yeah, right, right. When, when the events were going... Um, <laughs> Um, what was it called again? Altar, Altar of Blood, right? Like that Altar was... of Blood. Yeah. Okay, Maybe. yeah. I'm literally blanking on the name. It's like, yeah, I loved it. What was it again? Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like Altar um, of Blood Joyce... was a lot of fun too. Oh, good. <clears throat> yeah, I was gonna say Choice made a forum post about it. Uh, if you didn't see. So... Oh boy, did he? He's yeah. made about a few Altar of Blood specifically. Altar of Blood specifically. Nice. He's I'll made a few forum. Yeah, he's made a few forum posts lately, and I think the yeah. reason is. Bro, like the, the CMs literally told us, um, like the partners in the partnership, they're like, okay, guys, we made this new system for you guys to give us feedback. We understand and appreciate you. Um, we're just going to have you post on the forums now. And we're like, wait, isn't that what everyone else does? And they're like, yes, that's the beauty of it. We don't have to listen to you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you can put it on the forums like everyone else does and we can uh better judge feedback i think because the biggest problem um with the feedback system currently is that the developers really will only honor something if it is shown on the forums mm -hmm. right like unless it is literally on the forums they are not going to touch the content like if yep. you you could have the best reddit post in the entire world and no and one bottom, is going to care. Plug your forum post. Exactly. Say, if you liked this one, go upvote that one. Exactly. There's just like, there's actually just no shot. Like, if you actually want to get something done in the game, you actually must go put um, mm -hmm. a post on the BDO forums. And I think people have started getting like a little bit of the uh, uh, the hang of this Thank now. You. But uh, uh, we're actually going to move into my next. Honestly, that was a great segue. Excellent job, Jay. Um, we're going to move in. <laughs> yeah, we're going to move into my segment on forum posts here. And I figured that now on the podcast uh, every week, since the only real way to reach the developers is to uh, encourage people to post on the forums or upvote good posts on the forums so that we can see uh, meaningful changes within the games, I figured that we could talk about some of the top uh, forum posts every week. In uh, the first one uh, that I want to talk about comes to us from 
my boy uh roarworthy uh posted on the forums uh and by the way i i will post all of the links to these forum posts to make it easy on the on the listeners i will post all the links to these forum posts if you agree with them uh in the youtube video description where you, you can just click on the link and upvote it very quickly uh make it really easy for you to help support that kind of stuff um, but, uh, this guy suggested that, uh, costumes, outfits, and various other things that you buy on the Pearl Shop should be less character bound and more family bound. Now, do you guys struggle with this on a regular basis? Like, like, the, are there certain items on the Pearl Shop you wish were, were character bound or wish were family bound, but are, they're constantly character bound? Uh, Jay, we'll start with you on this. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I first started playing BDO, uh, it was during lawn release, and I was planning to play a lawn. Unfortunately, it was during pre-creation, so I, I couldn't play it for like another week. So I decided to make a witch in the meantime, and I bought a bunch of Wade costumes and inventory for her, being unaware that it's character-bound as a new player. But luckily, Brutal. I did enjoy witch, so I ended up just committing and mating her. But uh, I do understand, you know, I do understand that this is like one of the ways the company makes money, and mm -hmm. you know, the company needs to make money to keep the game running, and I think, you know, I'd rather have them monetize in this way rather than, you know, some other way like pay to win. So, so you are telling me that I, you played witch for I, two straight years because years, you had five, bought for five straight years five because years. you bought weight on it weight accidentally, huh? accidentally. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have been a lawn player. I was I I always told my chat, like if I started the game one week later, I would have been a lawn player and I felt like I would have been more a toxic person than I feel like playing which really humbled me, to be honest. <laughs> well, well, okay, that's not a fair argument. Have you seen Blue? It's totally Do you fair. Know who excuse this guy is? you, excuse you. I I have you I am not a toxic player. I just unless you define it, it depends. It depends. It depends on how you define toxicity. If you define toxicity as inherent loudness and maybe degrading someone's sense of moral fiber or being, <laughs> then yes, I guess I'm toxic. But aside from that, no, I'm not really all that toxic. I mean, so every once in a while, I will call someone evolutionarily challenged, but what if they deserve it? <laughs> <laughs> what if what if evolutionarily they really did branch before the rest of us you know what i mean like on the evolutionary tree they are a different species of stupid okay um I, <laughs> but like yeah so like this idea that like but are there some things i understand the company needs to make money but tiltus do you feel like there's some things that they they can kind of they can let off the uh the leash a little bit and allow it to be family bound now that have been character bound in the past um, so I'm looking through this actual forum post. Do you want to read any of the text out of this forum post? Um, to, I, I disagree. The other ones are really long. That was my concern with reading them all. No, I'm not going to uh, read them all, but I'm just going to get the, the gist of them. Um, so this one, I, I actually agree, uh, like a hundred percent with Jay there. Are, the, the company has got to make money somehow. I think that there are some things that shouldn't be character bound. Um, I think the horse whistle is a great would be a great quality of life. It's like, hey, buy this one time purchase. You can transfer it to your whatever characters. That's fine. That would be nice. But a, a lot of the other stuff I'm seeing in this post, like, uh, I don't think I there's too much stuff in the pearl shop that I'm like, man, I hate that this is character bound. Uh, I might just be completely jaded at this point because I'm a veteran. But 
Um, I think anything that you you anything that you have in your inventory before you use it should not be character bound. Obviously, um, which costumes in the boxes already aren't. Um, maybe weight would have solved Jay's problem, right? Where you, he bought the weight and it was family bound until he used it. You know that would have prevented him from being a you know. Um, for lack of a better word, a beta witch player. Um, no offense, Jake. Oh, yeah. How dare you? How I dare saw his you? Mouth drop when I said that too. Oh. You can be a power bottom. Don't listen to him, Jay. Don't listen to him, Jay. You're my favorite power bottom. It's all but good. I think, the, I think the pro shop for the most part is not too over the over the last year. I'd say that a lot of things have felt like they're not as brutal. Um, but that might also be because I've just double checked things before I buy them. Like I want to make sure that if I'm buying weight for my Valkyrie, that I'm not buying it on my Nova. Like it, that might just be, you know, me having played the game for a long time, maybe to a newer player that is, you know, they're like, Oh, I need to buy weight. And they buy it on the wrong character. Like Jay did. And then they're stuck with weight on it. So maybe just make things where they're family bound until they're used. Um, and make the horse whistle family bound. I don't, I think that's the one thing they could probably give on that, unless they're just making so much absolute ridiculous money from the horse whistle purchases that they're like, nope. But I have yeah. bought a horse whistle on all my characters, so like maybe they are just legitimately making like that much money off off of me. You know, every time I roll to a new class, buying a horse whistle, I don't know. Yeah, I'm like I'll be honest. With you, I think the the post was reaching. The reason I wanted to talk about it a little bit is I think that people misunderstand. Yes, they do need to pay for the servers at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, so like making most of these items character bound, I'm I'm actually okay with the one. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, the horse whistle I think is actually one of the big ones that that needs to stay character bound because otherwise I would. I'm gonna be honest. I would be frustrated that like my nine horse whistles. Um are now useless um <laughs> would be frustrating to me um but like i think that there is one particular thing that they could make like one really frustrating thing for me is when i open an outfit let's see i let's say i had for example throw it out there three witches i'm not saying that i do i may or may not have three or four witches but i would like to be able to take some outfits off of my main witch and move them to other witches on my account does that make sense? What? No. Up, Why this. do you have Shut three up. witches? Because I need this. Don't take this from me. Um, I'm so confused. It's an excellent gatherer. She heals herself. She's got PA. She's got like the little chain lightning things. Like really easy. Um, like, but she's awesome. But like, like you need to be able to move. I, I don't know. Like, is it really? Are they going to lose that much money by being able to move um, outfits from one character to another character that is the same? Like class, mm -hmm. I understand some of this class other stuff. Basically, right? yeah, like the like the, uh, I understand making them like like class type bound, but like it's really mm -hmm. frustrating that like I had like a seasonal like when I want to play a new class, for example, let's say seasonal Wusa came out and I really wanted to play Wusa, but see I have a lot of gear, but the seasonal would be like griefing if I didn't start with seasonal because you get a bunch of extra inventory, you get your skill points mm -hmm. faster and all that stuff, right? So you mm -hmm. kind of got to make a seasonal Wusa and then you got to kind of make like a normal Wusa. So you got like two Wusas. Um, and then you buy outfits on one of them and then you can't transfer it to the other Wusa because you can't graduate the seasonal Wusa for like a month and a half and you really would just want to play Wusa that, you know, has 700 gear score and isn't bottlenecked by the 
two vala caps for example like i'm not really sure why we can't like the big reason that i looked at this forum post and i was like you know the heart of this forum post is not wrong like there is one or two things just like that that i think that we should be mm. able to transfer character mm. to character but like the other essence of it is i think yeah he's completely wrong on like i mean like he he threw out there that like man the tent should be family bound and we all looked around and we were like yeah. Is anybody gonna tell him? Does yeah? Does he not know? Has he only Is been taking his? Has he only been taking his tent out on one character? <laughs> and, and, and does he have his old moon tent on every other character? Like <laughs> the little dinky shack on every other character except for that one? Like I'm confused. I, I know. Like some of the forum posts I read through, and I was like, oh man, they don't. They don't know. Um, they don't like know. this is already a feature in the game. They just aren't aware of it. Um, okay, so let, let's go ahead and move on to this next forum post. Uh, this one comes to us from Equalness, and he said this is part two of some of his quality of life suggestions uh, about the game. Um, and he's got a lot of bullet points here that we won't necessarily go through all of these, but I'll but I'll hit some of them. Uh, the first mm -hmm. one: make it so that um, uh, ticking the option to withdraw or deposit the maximum quantity of an item persists permanently do you guys use that that frequently that like that little box that you tick that says you know max uh the maximum amount of an item that you can transfer i have, like that little I have check a little box. trick i have a little trick for that one so you see you see this finger oh, this no, my pointer finger. Gonna, oh no you, he's gonna hit you him click he's gonna you hit click him with f it. with I, this finger and then with your thumb yeah. you click the space bar and you just go yeah, click click too. and you're done yeah, space bar. Mm -hmm. so like sure i could see like i could see it to where i wouldn't have to do those keystrokes anymore if i could just click the maximum quantity button one time but when i'm pulling pots out of my central market because i do not have an infinite pot fuck you guys um like i actually do have to kind of be careful i don't grab all of them out of my market at once or i will be 300 percent weight so um mm. it, it that actually doesn't bother me too much i could see it being annoying for some people especially if you have the infinite pot and that's like the one thing i can think of that or money silver um but besides that uh that one's i just f space f space f space f space whenever i'm depositing anything so i don't know man <laughs> i feel like the cms took like, like heard that one and they were like your feedback is heard and then they put it in the paper shredder and they were like okay, <laughs> because that that's shit. the top one because, on there right too. <laughs> like i mean that's that's brutal right like i feel like that that isn't checked all the time to prevent a catastrophic oh, yeah. mistake like i accidentally <laughs> threw away all of my stuff like and it it, mm -hmm. it it clicked maximum quantity and it threw all of my my elixir yeah. of detections away so yeah. many support Why would tickets you throw them away in the first place don't don't <laughs> ask stupid questions jay Look, I will people say, are I, stupid you know this. i will say there are some things that are in the game that take up multiple slots in your inventory and if you go to move them it will allow you to move all of the ones in your inventory at the same time um so like if you were wanting to throw one of something away because you had one extra of something i don't know like take annexes for example or something like that guild annexes you were like all right I'm, don't throw away your guild annexes this is just an example say you were to throw that away though and accidentally threw away like all 20 of your guild annexes exactly. <laughs> you're just literally griefing your guild exactly <laughs> like, just grief like that's or, yeah. or oh god forbid you accidentally like throw away all of your siege forts like you accidentally <laughs> you accidentally yeah, clicked like your siege for it to delete it there goes a billion yeah, silver and yeah, guild funds yeah. plus the 20 extra force that you threw away but nobody needs to know that because they don't get notified 
Um, yeah. I, so <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a fail safe on that. I think yeah, uh, I, that exists yeah, where you, you have just, to do the keystrokes. So I, I think you could just hit F and hit enter. Like, I, I don't really feel yeah. like that that's that, that big yeah. of a deal. You don't have to hit enter. You can hit spacebar for every yes or no question in BDO. Spacebar is yes. So literally all you have to do is just spam S or spacebar. That's it. All right, I'm gonna hit you with another one. Um, all right, go ahead, Jake. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, there was one thing on this list that I, I really wanted to come to the game that really resonated with me was me. Um, oh, okay. there was one that said you, ha you can ping your location while you're dead. And I think that's going to be oh. so useful in the dungeon yes. because God. people die in the dungeon all the time and I can't freaking find their body because they're like this yes. little shy in a little bush and I can't find them or they're like stuck in a coral reef or something in the second dungeon. And so if you could ping yourself while you're dead, that would be... Be nice. Um, yeah, sure. that would also play on my shot calling style. Oh, green screen spectator us. calling. <laughs> get on the ping, get on the ping, get on the I'm in the base, dead spamming I'm, I'm the a, ping location button. There's been so many times where I'm like, I'm on I'm on the ninja, I'm on the ninja handle handle the bomber. I'm like riding back to the fight. You know what I mean? Like I, I can just I can just shot call from dead. I think the J you might be the only character or person in the entire game that went to oh my god, if I could ping while I was dead. I can ping in the dungeon. There's not yeah. a single other of like the hundred thousand players no, plenty, playing this game. Uh, the other, the other thing that popped into mind was uh, GVGs too. Like when you're getting ganked by players and you have people close by to be able to drop a ping location so that players that are nearby you could see, hey, this is where the person's at. They're over here. Would be nice too, uh, because trying to get people to understand where the heck you actually died at or where this player is at can be a little annoying in GVGs as well. So, yeah, um, I mean, like being I able like to that ping one though. Yeah. Okay. If we're going to go into pings though, what's a bigger, what's, what's a bigger necessity being able to ping when dead or being able to ping more than five freaking times at a time <laughs> blue and the words and the words of yourself do not settle. Don't give these people anything. I want why did they more than five times before, right? Yeah, if you I'm can ping mistaken, an though. infinite amount of times, and then they give us this beautiful new ping system with these beautiful colored pings, which I'm going to be honest with you, was a massive quality of life update um, for large-scale PvP. Shot callers, flex, cannons, all everyone could be using a different color. Um, and... And then they were like, and here's the fun part. You can only do it three <laughs> times at a time. And I'm like, why would you do that? Why? I felt like Michael talking to Toby on The Office. Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> I hate everything about the way that you choose to be. The developers, I feel like, just have to take something super fun and just suck the fun out of everything. Bro, just give us the ability to ping all the time. Ping when dead is massive. That's yeah. huge too. But just where your body's at. Correct. Which I think it only should be. Right. Um, that would that would be helpful. Um right. I think. That's it. for dungeons, for GVGs, for large scale no doors, um, all, all around the board. I like that. That's a really good suggestion. Yeah. Um, okay, how about uh remove the case sensitive search requirement for all content in the game? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's, that's a, a good one. Yeah, that is a really good, it's a, it's a small mm -hmm. thing, but like, I feel like, okay, there's either one of two things that's happening here. Either one, they can't, um, because it's spaghetti code, or two, so I, it would take an intern all of three minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's it's one or the other. Why, 
the way it is right now for like case is because I think Korean just doesn't have upper and lowercase. No, oh. they don't have an uppercase or lowercase. They just have characters. So that, that might just be an oversight then on the trend so. on on localization. Then they might not have ever even been made aware that that was an issue for some players. Dear Delphi. This needs to be fixed <laughs> post haste. Um, you know what's funny? The only time I've ever run across this exact <laughs> issue is trying to equip titles. Like when it pops up and it says you've acquired new so title. Annoying, dude. And I'm like, oh, I want to use that title. When I got bold, not bald, I was like, I have to equip this on my shot calling character. It has to exist. <laughs> so I, uh, and then I went to find it and I was like, where the hell is it? So I sat there and had to scroll to find it. I didn't actually realize it was case sensitive. So yeah, that's, that's. I'm I'm agreed. Blue, I can't believe you don't use that title every day of your life. I don't have it because I refuse to grind a place that people have nicknamed Uppies. Uppies! There's not a chance. <laughs> I refuse. I have boycotted Yo, it from that moment. Everybody flame blue and tell them to go to Uppies. There's not a chance. <laughs> I'm very happy with bugs. It's good it's good group content. I am the exterminator. Um all right. Uh, add an option to disable previously watched cutscenes from appearing altogether when doing the main cutscene. Please, please, God, please get rid of it. Like, like, why are you making me watch? I'm a veteran player. I have seen this cutscene 27 times. <laughs> please allow me to skip it once I have watched it the first 26 times. Like. I like I, I understand that like they really want like we spent a lot of time and money on this content. You will enjoy it kind of thing. Um, but like after you've done it once or twice, bro, we should be able to skip all cutscenes in the game. What do you guys think? Mm -hmm. No, that seems like a no brainer quality of life. Yeah. Uh Jay. Yeah, I mean, um I thought I, for I remember, uh... if if anyone was gonna disagree, so... Jay's like, no, you must learn the lore. <laughs> I feel like what they could do if players do want to see the cutscenes is maybe um I don't know in your mansion you could you could have like a TV in your mansion and you can just interact with it and you can just have a list of cutscenes. Oh, that would be an interesting you, addition. You can watch, yeah. And if you haven't unlocked it yet, then you have to go and do that, and then it unlocks on your TV or something. I actually um, like that a cutscene viewer. Does that exist? That doesn't exist anywhere in the game as of right now. I don't think so. They're sort of like they should add that cutscene viewers. Yeah. For example, after you finish the Magnus storyline, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like the last cutscene with um, what's that guy's name? The warrior guy. I forgot his name. Bro, but um, you're the only you one in this call him. that is gonna know that. <laughs> um, Wait, that one's not Jordine though, right? It's not Jordine. It's the warrior guy you fight at the end, right? With like the boss thing. So you I can it was find just the him... same model as Jordine, though. No, <laughs> you can find him in Kusha. He's hiding in a house in Kusha. And if you want to watch the cutscene again, you can talk to him. To, to see oh the yeah, I totally know what you're talking about. <laughs> that, that's a lot. That's for a lot of other cutscenes too. Like for specific cutscenes, um, mm. when you finish the storyline, you can just talk to like a certain NPC, like Gorgath. You know, Gorgath from um, No. Like, go ahead. He's. Uh, so Gorgoth is that's that guy, the alchemist guy that you meet in Calfion to do your Black Star, Black Star quest to make your weapons, right? And he's in the contaminated form. You can watch a few cutscenes from him. So that's how they're doing cutscene viewing. Okay, gotcha. But if they could be, you know, condensed and 
could you know yeah if i had a menu well they they added that with the the marnie's radio right so you can listen to all the music from wherever whenever you wanted which was a nice change for people to enjoy the music um that's a yeah, great if, idea if they had one for uh for cutscenes yeah be, allow us to skip already viewed cutscenes and then allow us to rewatch them if we want somewhere mm. like yeah. it not youtube in game make it easy yeah in game mm -hmm. Yeah. It'd be easier for like uh, making you know content for like lore wise too for yeah PDO, so. oh yeah true mm. true 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 you, you're there telling you me you wouldn't have to literally record yourself doing the entire main storyline to get any <laughs> amount of like footage from the game <laughs> yeah, oh I my wanna, gosh bro I, I want a viata video equivalent breakdown of all the lore in bdo somebody um hop on that how about uh, how about allow us to summon the black spirit while we're standing on a seamount Ship, wrath, boat, carrot, that kind of thing. I have wanted this for a long time because I want to do my big enhancements standing on my deck. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, I, I have a huge deck. It just loves oh. standing on my deck, bro. Oh, I knew it was I go want to that. enhance on my deck. Like, I spent a lot of time working on that deck. It looks great. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to enhance while I'm standing on my boat. Yeah. <laughs> like, actually, though. It is annoying if you ever need a quest or anything, or you're upgrading sailboat gear and you're like already on the boat and you're like, okay, dude, let me hop off and stand on the dock. Um, yeah, that's silliness. We can we can access it on our horse now if you're standing still. So why can't I do that on my boat? Bro, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Um, how about uh, when using the world map? These are these are easy ones. When using the world map, stable mount delivery function. Um, add a search feature for the list of stables to transfer the mount to. I mean, I don't use that too much. I don't transfer mounts too much. So. Mm -mm. As someone that has a lot of mounts, I would love that feature. Mm. Like really? I Do transfer training. Yeah. I transfer yeah, mounts oh, all really? over the place. Okay. Yeah. And, and typically what I do, and this is going to sound insane. Um, but in order to make more money AFK, because AFK money is kind of lackluster right now, what you do is, you AFK horse train these four horses overnight, and most people just go straight to the vendor and Imperial vendor them, you know, for the stuff. Mm -hmm. But what you can do is you can just transfer them to stables all over the world. You just keep the, you, the so you get hundreds of these level fifteen horses and all your stables all over the all over the world of BDO. And then mm -hmm. when the event comes out that allows you to trade in oh, Imperial notices. mounts, yeah. yeah, for Imperial delivery uh, notices, you okay. trade them all in and just immediately finish your Krogdalo set. You are done. Nice. All right, yeah. All right, I should do that. Yep. Um, well, then, yes. In that case, since you're the only mount delivery yeah. person in here, yeah, you go ahead and add it. Yeah, go ahead. Go right ahead. <laughs> it would be Blue's better. Well, I would enjoy one. it. I would enjoy it. I would enjoy it. Um, Let's see. Add a new button for the world map stable to allow us to view mounts in the inventory in the same way uh, through the regular stable. Uh, I'm actually going to one-up that one. What do you guys think about being able to, if you're on one character, stable the mount on another character, on an alt? Yeah, we talked about this already. We talked Not about it, I think, last week, actually. No, no, no. I'm talking about putting, like, standing on one character, and I'm like, oh, my DK has the horse that I need. Yeah. She needs to put that horse away. Yeah. And we not having to switch this, to the DK to week. do that. No, yeah. we talked about we we talked about being able to move because this is on the global labs, isn't it? Like, well, not the horse part, but being able to move um items off of your alts um yeah, with the we, global uh, storage feature. 
when we talked about uh, the horse whistle, I'm pretty sure we talked about that exact thing. Did we, Jay? I I remember talking about it, but yeah. Jay, don't give me Jay, don't give me the stone, the pan face. Oh, Did we lose Jay? It's... Jay? Well, <laughs> no, he said one. Oh, second. I thought he yeah, was just dono walling me. I thought I <laughs> my, thought for my, sure I was getting dono walled. My stream died, so I'm. Trying oh, to that's okay. We can't tell. It's like a picture into your soul now. It's fine. Um. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, if we already talked about it, we already talked about it. Allow us to rename yeah. our pets potentially through introducing a pet name change coupons. Now, just make them like workers. Don't give them any more monetization. Oh, bye, Jay. Oh my gosh, Jay. It's so much worse now. Um. Oh no. <laughs> I just closed my OBS. I, I don't know, man. Naming your pets. I thought that naming your pets was cool, and then I realized, like. I, don't know, I thought that naming my workers was cool and I would name my workers after my friends. Like I named one of them Lane and then I realized that Lane is working 24 hours around the <laughs> clock, seven days a week and I'm barely remembering to feed him. Mm -hmm. um, like I, <laughs> And so it's just morally questionable to name your workers anything that is like relevant. Although you can name them, like you said, honestly, naming your workers was a big deal. Tilt is you had the five head. Mm -hmm. um of naming your workers after the node that they are working on so that you always remember what node that that particular worker yep. was actually working on um it's brilliant Am I back? super smart yes no, you are back welcome back okay. buddy welcome back thanks um uh let's see remove remove the respawn cooldown timers that apply after dying during the magnus main quest did you guys die during the Magnus main quest? I guess maybe like, well, a little bit, but I really didn't feel like that that was that big of a deal. Yeah, I don't think I died during that main quest, except maybe once or twice. I think the only time I maybe died was doing the pirate ship wreckage thing where you get lit up by pirates if you got caught. But besides that, it's the only thing I can think of. And that one was annoying. So maybe this guy's onto something. Uh, oh, here's a good one. <laughs> Oh, okay, Jay, go ahead. Jay, Jay, do you think that that's like? Do Do you no, care? I, I was just, I was just gonna say, like, we only do it once, and then once you're done, that yeah, you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're like, I just don't care. So many better things to focus yeah, on, like, fine. yeah, you know, like, um, yeah, the, it's, that one's kind of a weird one yeah. to me. I think it, it, you're doing, you're doing like a, a instance kind of story quest thing. I think it should be a little punishing for you if you died doing it, to be honest. You gotta yeah, sit there and think true. about what you've done. Um, okay, here's a really good one. Allow us to add mystical spirit powder and yes. Vels powder to your family inventory. Why do we not Ooh. already have this? Mm -hmm. Like, what is there a single reason that the what you shouldn't be able to do that? I feel like that the developers have like threaded the needle and like they could exploit this in XYZ fashion, but like I can't think of a way um to exploit that. Do you guys think that that's just a slam dunk? Oh, or is yeah, there I like something I'm missing? I think here? it's an easy one. I think it's an easy one. Give that give that one away. Um I think the family uh inventory should be able to be used for more, honestly. There's it lacks a lot of utility, I think, outside of I a few I think odds and ends. I think family inventory should be expanded to like 64 slots and mm -hmm. like triple the weight if mm -hmm. I'm being honest because mm -hmm. like I mm -hmm. want to be able to put all of my elixirs in my family mm -hmm. inventory mm -hmm. so that like I can pop them on various characters and mm -hmm. do different things and mm -hmm. all of my scrolls too 
scrolls are like the big one and that takes up a lot of inventory space it also yeah. takes up a lot of weight for the elixirs and stuff and i can't mm -hmm. do all that right now it's really annoying you're like limited at what like 32 slots mm -hmm. um like let us use this content more it's great content um uh okay remove the per server per server limit on how many fish can be sold to the imperial fishing uh delivery npc um, the limit has no purpose besides inconveniencing the player. Have you guys ever used the Imperial Fish Vendor? Once. Long time ago. <laughs> Aren't I didn't you... realize it had a, had a limit. Um, I, I thought oh they my changed God. it. So you know, like the, the box, the guru. They changed uh, the boxes. Was, yeah, they yeah, changed the boxes. There's no limit for that. I thought that they did. I thought that, yeah, too, I thought that would have extended the fish as well. But it did not, um, apparently. <laughs> yeah, because the cooking and alk boxes don't have a limit anymore. They used to, and it was really annoying. Mm -hmm. I'm just I'm laughing Tiltus because on an earlier I'm podcast fishing right now you so. yeah you introduced yourself as like the fisherman <laughs> like you could have renamed yourself to the fisherman uh. like this is your content you're like I've done the imperial fitting once like I I told you I, I dry my fish that way I don't have to use workers uh, to do it oh my gosh um yeah I used I used to use the imperial vendor all the time the reason that the imperial system is the way that it is um and like you could only trade x amount of goods at a time is to try to limit people and make it competitive uh among players uh mm. but like i agree i, I think he, i think he's right i think that like you can just remove it at this point because there's not enough players that use it it's mm -hmm. kind of irrelevant it's just a hassle for like the mm -hmm. one guy that's let using me, the imperial and find the server that's open right exactly yeah. or be there right at reset so that i can mm -hmm. cash in right uh let's that used see. to be the big thing with cooking boxes when when you know money wasn't so readily available you go sit at the imperial vendor and wait for the cooking box reset so you could cash them all in yep all uh, the gamers know what i'm talking about here's another good nobody one. used that one uh make the family inventory usable when having the storage or the warehouse open so that we can withdraw or deposit items into it directly from storage or warehouse would you guys yeah, like, actually use I that like that one yeah that one that one always trips me out that it's not already in the game because you're like all right let me pull it to my main inventory let me swap let me click open my normal or let me exit out of the inventory let me open up my normal inventory hit the fucking transfer button or whatever it is and then move stuff over into my family storage and then go back and open up my normal storage and go back to what i was doing so right. that was just a, a weird one yeah oh. it is a lot of clicking for something that uh, seems simple enough to me okay uh all right I've, I've basically moved through the good ones uh of this post yeah, there, was, a few there more. was one there was one oh, more on here i wanted to talk about real quick yeah, go ahead the, yeah, um the Add a new option to the, in the settings to disable the notifications on the screen concerning mounts. Um, your mounts raring to go. Your mounts can be attacked by monsters. Your mounts too heavy. Um, that all those notifications that are in that little like tiny text box, not the big pop-ups, but just that tiny one that pop up. I'm like, can we just can I turn that off somewhere, please? That one annoys the crap out of me. I do really hate that one. That's what's annoying you? Of all the things in the game, that's what's doing it for <laughs> no, you? No, that one. That one's not like a like major grief. I mean, the game works, but it's just annoying when I like am grinding, <laughs> and it's just like every two seconds, your mouth's too heavy. Your mouth's too heavy. Mouth, I'm like, I know, I know, I put it there. I know. That's fair. What about um on that notion? <laughs> what do you guys think about being able to turn off guild members enhancements, or or turn on guild alliance enhancements? 
Ooh. What if you could see enhancements from oh. both sides of the alliance so that you're yeah. not constantly asking, wait, what did they get? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Everyone's like, grats in the alliance chat, and you're like, what? <laughs> you're like, what happened? Oh it's God. gotten to the point where Reforged is so active that like we have people that will troll you. Um, and they're just like, they'll just it's start like saying grass, and then a bunch of people all say grass, and everyone's like, What did somebody grass get? And, and then there's the, the initial guys like, What a bunch of idiots! Like, I didn't get anything. Um, <laughs> Guru 2 cooking, dude. Nice job. Way to go, man. Grats. It's like that guy, and there was a guy in Vertex. Um, God bless him. His name was Yarn, and he used to just, man, he would get people. It was his version of hazing when people would join the guild, he would just X up for Vel. Like like Vel's not even doesn't even happen today. It, it's like it a would be like yeah, it'd be like <laughs> a Thursday, yeah, afternoon. <laughs> and he's like X Vel. He got a whole platoon of people together once. They swapped <laughs> to the server. Like he's sitting there waiting. He's like, does anyone have a boat? They're like yeah, they're like all ready to go. <laughs> And then That's he just good. swapped back. He's like, what a bunch of idiots. That's good. That's good. Approved. But yeah, what do you guys think about being able to turn off? Because I've seen people complain about being able to see like guild enhancement stuff. Um, and I'll be honest with you. If I was in a, a guild with somebody like Biohack, God bless his heart, I would just not. There's not a chance. The dude is just enhancing all the time, man. Like, oh, speaking of enhancing, uh, I would like them to to reduce you know like when you use your nadir's med for something over 100 seconds there's like a 30 second cooldown can they just like reduce that to like oh, you think know, 10 that's seconds? bad wait wait reduce which cooldown to be reduce which cooldown <laughs> so like when you use the nadir's bed you know for swapping oh the nadir's and it's like, over 100 stack it would be a 30 second cooldown i would just uh -huh. like that to be reduced to i don't know like five that, i don't know zero no yeah, just make that. it 10 <laughs> yeah. i understand making it a cooldown because again that's just the cms going we I'll don't want to field all of these tickets um because you're moving fast you know you're just click boom click boom click boom yeah. and if you're moving too fast boom there goes the 200 stack on your tet reblast <laughs> you know like it's that's rough <laughs> and they're just saving themselves some time so like 10 seconds though i think is reasonable yeah, yeah, I feel like 10 seconds is enough to do that job. 30 seconds is a little too long. Oh, but right. do add cross-alliance notifications for uh, enhancements. I would yeah, love to see. Nice. Yeah, I would love to see that. Do you want the biggest quality of life buff? Then I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to float this out there as an idea. Is something that we have been living with, like, like it's a third world country, pinging things in alliance chat. Oh, yeah, I was going to mention that. Oh yes. Right now. Whisper, then alliance chat. Bro, so whisper the, yeah. it's like we don't have the technology. It's 2023 and we can't <laughs> ping things in alliance chat. I have to explain it when people join. I'm like, first, you have to open a whisper chat, ping the item, then manually change it to alliance yep. chat, and can't then ping the items in work. alliance chat. It's so yep. annoying. Please allow us to ping things in alliance chat that we added this alliance system to the game. We keep updating the alliance system in the mm. game. Please make it more functional so that both sides of the alliance can merge a little bit better. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it would help like all alliances feel more like a community. Um, yeah. If you were able to ping stuff like that, just basic yeah. things like that. Cause I know like, um, I know like the sauce Alliance, like we're pretty much locked in. Like we have no plans of breaking off from nurture or anything like that because they help us stay casual and not covering his ass. He's already looking for other Alliance leaders. Don't listen to him. Cap. Um, <laughs> but like for us, like we've, we've almost merged communities to some extent. Like we have our, we do game nights with the Alliance guild and stuff like that. So um, we absolutely want to be more plugged in with them. So I would love to see uh, 
cross alliance enhancements so that we can grats those guys when they get good shit. So mm-hmm. Yep. Cross alliance enhancements, cross alliance decks, cross alliance like like all there's all kinds of things that they can mm-hmm. add to the alliance system um to make it just a little bit more integrated. Uh, yeah, what if, if you want to turn it off, give them the ability to turn it off. It's, if it's too much spam for some people, give them the ability to turn it off. That's yeah. fine. But I want to see it, you know? Yeah, I love yeah. seeing my guild members yeah. enhance stuff. I'm like, oh, thank God he yeah, finally got that's, some gear. That's why, honestly, like, I'm kind of glad that it's enabled. I'm going to be the weird one here. I'm, I'm glad that you have to see a, your guild members enhance uh, successes I've... because it plugs people into, like, congratulating that person when they get something. And then when they hit, you know, their pin black star, it's grats all the way down the chat. And, you know, that guy gasses that person up you know i i think it's important in some extent for community purposes i would agree with you but the problem is the developers have gone one way with this in that um we want people to be able to play the game solo without being forced into a community um and then like they added all these guild buffs and all this stuff and basically forced you into this guild uh and then they force you to watch other people succeed (laughs) like i i I'm so sorry, but like every time I'm enhancing on stream, God forbid, everybody in my guild takes it upon themselves. You know what? I kind of want to hit my Ted Black Star right now. I was kind of <laughs> feeling it. You know what I mean? Like right over the top of me. Feels good every time. We lost Jay again. Um, but yeah, I like yeah. I think like I love personally seeing um yeah. all of the different like enhancing stuff, but I think you should give players the ability to turn that off. But in that same token, give us the ability to turn on Alliance too. So that we can see uh, across both sides of the alliance. Okay, uh, moving on to our last forum post that we're going to look at here. Um, it's this comes from Cillian Raynor, and he's talking about knowledge. Uh, he's talking about how some knowledge in the game, like S, particularly S tier knowledge, is just way, way mm-hmm. too difficult uh, to get. And so I'm curious, do you guys do knowledge grinding at all? Uh, I have I have in the past and I sank a lot of hours and buffs and min maxing pets and organizing everything just right to do it. Um it is kind of a pain in the ass to get S knowledge on certain mobs. Like this guy's a hundred percent right. It's brutal for certain ones. Yeah, um, like es- especially boss knowledges too, where you have to unlearn the knowledge and then redo a quest or something like that to regain the knowledge to hope that you get the S knowledge on it. That's annoying. You have, right. to do, you have to do that with Garmoth. If you want uh, Garmoth S knowledge, you have to like oh, yeah, you have it, to do it yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. So. It's miserable. Um, yeah. He mentions uh, in this post here, he mentions Kovariak, which is the uh, the serpent boss at Tashira mm-hmm. Ruins, um, is extremely difficult to get S tier knowledge on. Um, gatekeepers, which are even worse somehow. Mm-hmm. Although, like, they. And to be honest with you, gatekeepers is so, like that's this is just probably a subject for another time. Gatekeepers needs to be need to be reworked basically altogether. Uh, and yep. then he mentions the at the bottom the mutant ogre and troll, and I'm like, man, that's the only guy on the whole server that's like, I need s knowledge on the mm-hmm. mutant ogre. Um, no, <laughs> no, that one's a bitch. Yeah, Have you ever guys, done the mutant ogre? Uh, yeah, actually, there's a content creator trying to get together a party for that, and they they asked me to do it. Uh, to quote shot call it i was like bro there's no shot call just hit the ogre hit the giant yeah. ogre. I don't, um. <laughs> it's brutal to kill i've done it once and it was rough to say I, the least it i feel like it's getting forever well how many people did you have uh not a ton i think it was like maybe 10 oh no you bring like 40 people with 700 yeah. gear score you're you're gonna turbo that thing yeah. um but like 
Yeah, no, I mean, the mutant ogre is just dead content. And that's a mm. conversation for another time. But focusing on the <laughs> the knowledge specifically, is the knowledge, like this knowledge in the game, is this entire process, when you hit H, is this just way too complicated for a new player? Like, does this need to be toned down in any way? Do you guys like the knowledge system, the way they have it set up and everything? I know it's really complex, and some people, some players really like that, but... I think it looks just really overwhelming. I get overwhelmed just looking at it when I hit H. I'm like, all right, just focus on the ecology effect in the bottom right. Um, uh, speaking of which, what kind of what kind of ecology effect do you guys have? Uh, Tiltus, how much? How many thousands? Uh, this account's not that good because um, I haven't done a big knowledge grind on this one. Um, but this one's only four thousand. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I did it. I did it on my original account before I started over uh, a couple of years ago. I did a big knowledge grind. It never i i vowed i would never do that one again because it was just yeah, that much of pain in my butt yeah it's miserable uh jay how much ecology how many ecology points do you have i have nine thousand. i was yeah. wanting to finish off the last thousand um of course like a while back but i just got too lazy i think the last thousand is pretty hard yeah you just gotta know it is little obs obscure obscure like, ones yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i have what six thousand four hundred, and i am perfectly happy um yeah with my 6,400, I did the knowledge grind. And again, I shot, we talked about this before. I shot water striders <laughs> and Calpheon for like a one full week. It was just hours of just go rent a practice match lock, which only has 10 shots. You go mm -hmm. shoot the water striders, you run out of 10 shots, got to go back, rent another match lock and keep doing it again. And the only way to get knowledge on the water strider and Calpheon, uh, is to shoot it with this practice match lock and it's like ridiculously <laughs> hard and i just gave up man i was like i'm done with that on and so every time a new player asked me is the knowledge grind worth it blue i'm like i'm like adam sandler and then like stay away run as far uh, as you can while we're on the topic of knowledge can we get an update to that ui is it just me or is that ui kind of dog that's what i mean is i feel like it they is, could yeah. simplify yeah. this so much that, better like when it came out and there wasn't as much knowledge in the game, it was a lot better. But now if you go to um, ecology and you open up ecology and you just click on like Valencia or like somewhere with a comma with where there's a ton of mobs, mm. uh, it is overwhelming. Like Calpheon, you pop up in Calpheon and it's just like, holy jesus dude why are there so many rings they overlap each other there's so many it's obnoxious um, dude yeah it's rings so on that, rings on rings it's ringception yeah. i would like to see that just become more of like uh i don't know maybe like your skill your k window where you've got a whole half the screen is dedicated to just you know menus of a calpheon ecology blah 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 blah, and then on the left you can bring up like a full screen thing of the knowledge you know like that little knowledge tab that you get down at the bottom um when mm. you kill a new mob make that like just the whole left pane that way if people want to read the information and lore about the mob they have a nice big picture of it with the text nice and big at the bottom and then mm -hmm. the menu is simplified that little orbit constellation thing is weird to me and super outdated yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird looking it's the only menu in the game that looks like that isn't that like the same menu we've had since the beginning, right? Yeah, since launch. Yeah, yeah it hasn't changed. They just add more shit in there until it's so full that you're just like, holy crap. Um. So yeah, that would be a nice uh, quality of, lo of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I think that, uh, 
and that's what I was trying to get at is that like the system itself is like super complex. And I think that's mm -hmm. what a lot of players actually really like about it. The problem is it's just not approachable for a new player because of how poor the UI is. Right, mm -hmm. like the crystal system is also really complex, but it's approachable. When a when a new mm -hmm. player opens the crystal system, they're like, "Oh, okay, it's intuitive. I just put this here." The knowledge system is like, "Oh my god, oh, how do I make this screen go away?" Like, yeah. <laughs> what do I need to actually do in the screen, or trying to find a particular like mob by name or knowledge by name? Oh, like, if you go into like academics or something like that, where you've got sophistication you know one two and whatever and then you're trying to find like this one specific knowledge inside here you're like okay is it under this one is it under the other one like it would just be way easier if they just made it a menu driven rather than this little orb driven thing yeah um yeah, i completely agree uh okay for our last subject that i kind of want to talk about here um the changes to the node worker empire um we did talk about how uh this might get changed uh, a little bit last week um like i think we did right we did we talk about this yet i think it was two weeks ago I feel like, yeah well, but like, are you talking about uh the new the g labs update yeah you go no, ahead and explain that came it out for on the 12th okay so this is 12th, new so, okay yeah. so tilt us explain it for us uh let me let me pull up the, like, I have no idea what it G says. Yeah, uh, yeah, let me pull up the G Labs again. Jay, you know what it says? It was more in depth than Yeah. Than what I they did take one of the big suggestions that we had when we talked about it, uh, which was the um uh auto feed, which was probably the biggest quality of life buff I've ever seen to workers. I'm so excited mm. about that when I saw it on G Labs. Um mm. because mm. I I can't wait. To be able to put food in my family inventory <laughs> and then just let it go. I um Lane doesn't have to starve anymore, Blue. I <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I was like, I didn't know Lane is hungry. I I, and I remembered, I was like, oh he knows. Um yeah, I think that uh, Jay, what do you think about the worker changes? So where you can basically put food in so, your family inventory and have them auto feed uh your entire worker yeah. empire. That, that that's great that basically just means goblins are the way to go right oh yes part. time to redo the worker empire um, boys <laughs> i think a really big one is um because right now how the workers put their stuff inside is like wherever the worker's from right if you have a worker from olvia gathering corn somewhere in you know somewhere else in balance it will bring it back to olvia for the storage there but when you get to level 35 you get a new skill and you can tell that worker to stuff it somewhere else. So I think that's going to be really good for organizing materials. Yeah. Um, for the for the nodes. So I think that's going to be a, a pretty big one for a lot of people who who utilize the node empire a lot. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. My biggest problem with it is that I spent like three or four years making this worker empire on the basis <laughs> on the <laughs> on the basis that i could only feed them once to twice a day and that giants were definitely the play because i can never remember mm. to do anything um so like and now they're gonna make it so that you can auto feed and all of my giants are useless is it a phenomenal crying. change for the game absolutely should they not mm. give it to us no, like they should still give it to us, but what they need to realize, and I hope that they realize it, there's no way that they don't, right? Is that they're making humans and giants completely useless. They need to buff them, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Like, How would you buff them? How would you that's, buff that's exactly what I was about to ask you. Um, I actually don't know. 
Like, I think that maybe you give giants and humans special skills that only those two workers can mm -hmm. learn. Oh, that, like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, maybe you make humans, like, give them actual relevant amounts of love. Like, humans are guaranteed to bring back traces or something. You know, like, yeah. like they can learn skills that are guaranteed to bring back traces. Things like that. Giants, I don't even know what a giant skill might look like. Um, maybe they just uh, yield more because they are, you know, they can, they're big and they can hold more things, you know? So yeah, that's, yield. that was the exact thought I just had about it too, was, um, humans will, are always guaranteed to get the secondary, um, whatever from the node, like traces, uh, and giants just gather way more of the primary than the goblins. And then the goblins are just the fastest. Maybe you do something like that to balance them out. Um, yeah, but then like goblins. Go ahead. Yeah, but then, like, why even specify having different types of workers? If you if you even them all out, like, I, I just don't know. Like, it was balanced before because, like, okay, yeah, you had to, if you feed them, if you feed them at different increments, they're differently uh, effective um, or they're varyingly effective. But, like, if you make the giants gather more on each run, um, but the runs take longer, but essentially they're equivalent to the goblin, then the two are interchangeable. And there's really, and honestly, I'd be okay with that. But if they just launch it to live the way that it is, I'm going to be upset. Um, because I have 102 workers and probably 70 of them are giants. Um, and <laughs> like, 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 I have like five goblins because every time I got a goblin, I was like, this is garbage. Like, like, no, I'm, uh, I don't know, man. Like I, they, they definitely need to buff it. There's people um, uh, in the chat for the listeners that can't uh, uh, see. There's people saying that uh, humans and giants should be used in workshops, and I would say that that's uh, garbage. Uh, just because, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm, how many workshops? Uh, okay, between the three of us, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I'm gonna say that we have none of us have any current workshops running that workers actually have to use. No, I, I don't. <laughs> uh... Not currently. I do actually make matchlocks regularly, though. You do? Yep. Okay, the intelligent oh. people on the call don't do these things. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, Wait, you make well, matchlocks? I, like, I would you like? Artisan? Would you like my tech? I'm about to. I'm about no. to drop some. I'm right, about to hit, drop some tech. Hit me Are with the. Ready? Hit me with the tech. Okay. So what you do is you make artisan matchlocks. Okay. Now you need okay. artisan plus matchlocks in order to make master matchlocks. Now normally it is not worth to make artisan matchlocks to plus 10 because it requires so many mats and so much repair material to actually get them to plus 10 so then you can use them to make the master ones. But if you're sitting on a buku of artisan memories with no use for them, you can make about 700 mil off a plus seven masterwork matchlock, which there's like, or plus seven to 10, which there's always like 30 orders up for. So what you do is you just wait until you have a bunch of artisan memories and then you just enhance a bunch of master matchlocks and sell them all to the market. It's like free 30 bill. But you're wasting all of your artisans. Uh, you say free. What are you using artisans for, Blue? Not anything. Artisans are useful for like literally every aspect okay, of the well, you game. Don't, you, don't have to do, you don't have to do green sub weapons anymore because those are going to be a thing in the past. You only have the boss sub weapons to do. <laughs> so the only real the only real boss weapons that you're going to be using are black stars right and maybe i'm biased because i have my tried dead god already but like and the dead god what else back, are you using artisans for back up for and a minute. how often do you make those enhancements let's just back up for just just one moment i just want to make sure that mentally that you're safe you said that you use artisans on your green offense 
No, 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 no. I'm saying like, I'm saying you are you. No, that's not what I'm saying. God damn, that, that was that would have been the clip of a you lifetime. I was like, so like, ready. That's I not was what I meant. That's so ready. I meant. Oh man. Oh god. I, I was like, there's like, so many jokes here. <laughs> once you get your pin boss weapon offhand, you're done. And those, I don't feel like those are. You're not tapping those all the time. I mean, okay, I've yeah, had I mean, mine for forever. All right, so, so like maybe. All right, so workshops could just get reworked. Maybe instead, like. So they could give humans and giants some super giga cracked workshop stuff where like maybe every once in a while your human with the luck that it has cranks out an extra match lock mm -hmm. for free with no materials required. Um, like, you know, that, that that's not going to be that busted uh, overall. And it would make um, it would definitely buff an aspect of the game that's kind of just feels like dead content right yeah. now. Right, guys? Um, it's probably because I'm the only guy that makes match locks on the server, but yeah. Well, I mean, like, there's a few people, but like, I mean, there's a lot of uses. Like, I used to be all into the workshop stuff. I love mm. being like a craftsman and like making mm -hmm. stuff. So, like, the functional clothes, particularly, I was super into making like gathering clothes and cooking clothes and fishing clothes and all that and selling them to the enhancing them and selling them to the market or whatever uh, I was going to mm. do. But after a while, you just get old. And you just don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just getting too old for this shit. Um, I, I don't want to. I don't want to do it anymore. Like, like it used to be like back in the day. You guys might not remember this, but long ago when Saucens and pirates were a thing, uh, one of the best ways to make money in the whole game was to go gather at like rhinos and have. Uh, there was a uh, workshop in Alta Nova that you could have that was like a rank five workshop that let you allowed you to craft Grunel. Uh, and you could craft mm -hmm. Grunel and sell it to the marketplace for max price, basically, because everybody needed Grunel at the time. Uh, mm -hmm. And that was an excellent way to make money. But like since then, workshops have kind of fallen off and they're basically useless. Now. Like mm -hmm. you, it's it's easier mm -hmm. to just go grind. Do you make money off the workshops? Absolutely. But typically it's just going to be easier to go grind. Now, I don't I don't doubt that you're you're. <laughs> Your, your monopoly of artisan matchlocks that you are selling not, in the market. It's not artisans, it's masters. Oh, I'm sorry, the Go. master matchlocks. Uh, that... Artisans artisans are just a stepping stone. Okay. <laughs> hey, don't judge. Don't you're, judge. I, I'm not. Okay, okay. Uh, but your monopoly of that uh, definitely makes you some money. But like most of the time, I think the workshops are basically useless. And I would love to have them buff them in such a way that like the workers felt meaningful for workshop. Like in... It's got to be me. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like the, the change that I proposed earlier where like humans every once in a while crank out like an extra resource. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think humans should just do that all the time. Just make that all the time. Like mm -hmm. you get one, you get two crafts for the price of one uh, for a human work. Cause that, that's what it's going to take to make, um, yeah. Like those, make the new system work. The yeah. To make it work. Right. Yeah. And then, but like, then what do you do with giants? Like, I don't, I just thought maybe giants have to use less materials. Like maybe depending on the worker type that you're using, you have to use less stuff to craft the same stuff, like to, to craft the same things. Like, I don't know. Cause I've, then I feel like the recipe gets super hairy. I don't know what you do uh, with giants. Um, yeah. Humans is pretty idea. obvious. You could just buff the crap out of luck uh, and, mm -hmm. and, and run with it. But giants, man, I, I'm not really sure what, what you're going to do with that. Yeah. So I'm excited that we're getting the the auto feed option. I, I appreciate that a lot. Um, but you're 100 percent right. It, it, honestly, I, 
don't not don't take it away from us now it's on g labs please um <laughs> I want don't listen to feed, blue we need them but i was like yeah um that's but it does yeah blue's absolutely right we do need to like fix it a little bit so that the um the other workers are actually useful again um because it will just be everybody will only want goblins the humans and giants will be completely irrelevant with auto feed so yeah um, uh yeah, no, it's an absolutely incredible quality of life change. Just need, they mm-hmm. just need to make sure they cover their bases on it. Um, yeah. Uh, all right, we should move uh, into closing thoughts and outro. So, uh, Jay, I'm going to let you do this first. Um, is there anything you didn't get to, Jay? Uh, or anything you want to talk about? Like, what's the most exciting thing you're, you're excited about for this uh, that we talked Probably about? Probably Awakening. Yes! Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've been maining Wusa since, since she came out, and you know, it's been like six, seven months since um, her succession came out. So I'm definitely excited to try out a new playstyle, maybe a su- more support playstyle in the future. So we'll see. Yeah, very excited. Um, and Jake, can go ahead and do your outro now, too. Oh. Bang Hi, out. my name is Jaycoon VT. I apologize to to my viewers for like all the OBS troubles. But you can watch, <laughs> watch it more consistently on Blue's channel. Uh, but I do a lot of uh, party or content tiltus. on my channel. Uh, or Tiltus, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Jake. God, thanks. Man, that was for the beta witch comment. Yeah, actually, just yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, yes. Hi. Yes. Thank you. Hi, yeah, I'm. My name is Jake and VT, and that's my intro. <laughs> Jay, you don't have to keep. Jay's like, I'm I have to keep talking. I have to fill the space. I have to fill the space. It's okay. You can just like, pass it to Tiltus. Just pass it over, Jay. Just, ahead, you're Tiltus. out of things. <laughs> um, yeah, I am. I'm most excited about. We didn't talk about it this week, but I'm most excited about Battle No Siege being back. Oh. I'm so excited. Um, and then I'm excited that we're getting Land of the Morning Light way earlier than we expected. I'm super excited mm-hmm. about that. I can't wait to come out and go through it blind and just enjoy it for what, what it is. Um, but I am Tiltus TV. Uh, I'm supposed to stream uh, Tuesday through Sunday. Monday is my only off day, but you know I shot call most of those days. Um, and I currently am trying to get... Uh, <laughs> i'm currently trying to get it to where i'll do a full armored shot calling node war um because i do medieval mma as well so if oh you want to see me put on a full set of armor and shot call and die by the end of it uh definitely make sure you drop me a follow somewhere um but yeah i'm the shot caller for solace um we're hopefully doing t1s and t2s now and looking at siege on balanos some as well so i'm super excited about balanos siege being back yeah i, was, I, I didn't see you there this week um yeah, we decided, well, number one, we're casual too, so I didn't want to like jump it on everybody. Hey, we're doing Siege this week. Good luck, everybody else. And number two, with it being new, I assumed the lag was still going to be bad because everybody and their mom was no, going to go was there. perfect, bro. Which go. didn't happen, actually. Yeah. yeah, I was shocked. It's um, literally just fate, bro. You can fight them, bro. You'll be fine. Um, yeah. But like, uh, okay. Yeah, and uh, I am Blue Squadron. We're always doing fun stuff on this channel. Um, thing I'm most ex- uh, excited about is uh, definitely Land of the Morning Light. I'm super mm-hmm. excited about that. I just started playing Wusa, but I'll be honest with you, I like the succession. Uh, I love beating the crap out of people with a fan. Um, is a tremendous amount of fun. But uh, yeah, Land of the Morning Light, definitely the thing I'm most excited about. Like I said, we're always doing fun things on this channel. Uh, this Saturday, we're going to have uh, Siege. We qualified this week. We're good. 
Um, Sunday uh, is the big day this week. I'm making a Serendia meal IRL on stream. I'm so excited to watch that. That is going to be <laughs> content. We've already made a Balanus meal once before, so the Serendia meal is going to be even better. It's going to be a unit, because I'm looking at how I'm going to throw this stuff together, and it is not. Um, like, I don't know what the developers were thinking. There's no butter, but they want me to make cookies. Like, I don't... Like, absolutely miserable but like <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be absolute content so again twitch.tv slash blue squadron uh don't miss a second of it uh monday is always fun day monday and as always you get the old moon podcast on tuesday guys don't forget that we are on spotify and apple Podcasts. so go drop us a follow uh on spotify it goes a long way uh and you can always listen to this content whether it be on youtube my youtube i know uh i post it right away after we're done mm -hmm. here i know jay uh gets around to it uh when when he gets around to it uh, so he also posted on his youtube it's on spotify apple pocket we're everywhere so like you can always listen to this uh the idea uh behind this content is that you can basically listen to bdo content meaningful fun conversations about the game that we all love on the go mm -hmm. whether you be at work or at school uh or what have you um so yeah just make sure you drop us a follow there uh that is going to go ahead and be a wrap uh, for episode nine of the podcast, I'm going to go ahead and do one of these so that I know when to cut it in the YouTube. <laughs> and shut up. I'm, I'm shut, shut, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. I need this. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Please keep that in the YouTube video version of it. Bro, I, <laughs> just bro, blue. I need flying. to know. Okay? Like, <laughs> somebody, somebody clip blue and just make that into a meme of him flying. You know, no, with the I have like sweaty pits right now. It's not fair. Damn it! I'm just, I'm just trying to make my life easier, Teltis. Why do you have to do this to me? I, uh, you know, I can't let you do that and just let it go. Oh, uh, God. You know me better than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next week's uh, episode 10. We made it. Woo! Hey, woo! Yeah, Double we're digits. huge. Uh, but yeah, guys, that's going to be a wrap for episode 9. We will see you guys next week. Hey, right. later, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Son of a They got me, bro. They got me. Damn, your pits is hairy. What do you mean? There's no hair there. They're just sweaty. Great stream. Thanks so much, Swaggy. Uh, guys, thank you for the subs. Um, Flecking it up. Uh, here, I'll uh, I gotta bring the music down. Uh, Flecking it up, Olodak, Vampiric. Thank you so much, guys. Welcome back to the squadron. I really appreciate that continued support. I know I can't really talk about it while the podcast is going on, but I promise you, it doesn't make it any less worthwhile for me. I really appreciate it. This weekend, guys, is going to be content into content into more f***ing content. Make sure that you guys are in the Discord, on the YouTube. Um... Like, it is going to be Saturday Siege. Blue's just screaming at people. Sunday, I'm making an IRL, um, like, Serendia straight. And it's going to be, there's going to be giveaways for it, too. So, I'm going to be giving away outfits as well. We're going to be hyping up the Woosa release. Um, then on Monday, we've got Fun Day Monday. On Tuesday, we've got the Old Moon Podcast every single day. Back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back content. To make sure you guys don't miss it. Um, all right. Who are we throwing it over to tonight? Who are we throwing it over to tonight? Normally, I throw it over to Jay. I guess I'm throwing it over to Jay. I think he's still, although I don't know if he's still streaming because he was really having, uh, he was really having some problems there. Yeah, he's not streaming right now. So 
Uh, let me see if there's a guilt member. Um, someone I can I can hit up. <gasps> Taiku is streaming. Okay, Taiku is not streaming BDO, but I don't care. Taiku deserves this raid. Um, flying, stop it. Don't, if that makes it to Pistanity, I will, I will, I will find you. In game, of course. In game, of course. Chill, 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 chill. Uh, no, Tiltus is, uh, I asked Tiltus. Tiltus is going to bed, so he can't do it. Uh, he can't do it. Guys, I love you so much. I will see you on Saturday for Siege. Sunday for the, uh, the IRL Cooking Serenia stream and giveaways. Uh, Monday for Funday Monday and Tuesday for the Old Moon Podcast, uh, on Tuesday. Uh, I love you guys so much. Have a great rest of your day. I love you, Dog Bones.